passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof rack, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with the eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts that you need at the prices that you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. show have been granted to this station by the Bubba Radio Network and is intended solely for the enjoyment of our listening audience. Any rebroadcast, retransmission, or other use of this production without the express written consent of the Bubba Radio Network is prohibited. This might hurt a bit. Ready. Uh, I'm already doing it. Welcome to the Bubba the Love Sponge Show. Relax. So I took a day off. I'll be back. It's not a big deal. I'm getting old. I'm past my prime. I need a couple days off here and there. Uh, Jake Paul is going to get us. I think this is finally where the rubber meets the road. And if Anderson's, by the way, they're saying that Jake Paul, his newest opponent is going to be um, Anderson the Spider Silva, which, if anybody knows anything, is arguably one of the greatest all-time MMA. Pound-for-pound pound fighter. Pound-for-pound fighter. Muay Thai, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is one of the greatest uh, to ever have Grace the octagon. Ever, ever. <clears throat> certainly top five of all time. Yeah. And uh, certainly. Like the Mount Rushmore of of Brazilian jiu-jitsu, by far. I think so, yeah. <clears throat> and yeah. Jake Paul, although I guess probably more of a badass than people give him credit for, um, is it, is it, is, and it's, is it boxing? Yeah, he would challenge Anderson to box, not to do anything else. <clears throat> I still think... That Anderson, you know, it, it, to be that elite at jujitsu means you're not, you know, a scrub on your feet. Like you know he's also a good striker as yeah, well. He, yeah, he was a decent boxer, right? I mean, he 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 his jujitsu was better, 
but he wasn't any slouch on the stand-up game. By no means. I think he got caught. I think Matt Sarah caught him. Matt and, and Matt, then Matt suffered Sarah. the same injury. Remember? I think Matt Sarah caught him in Houston. I was at that pay-per-view. And I think Matt Sarah caught Anderson Silva. Um, and that's, you know, he, I think the few times he got beat, he may have gotten caught on his feet. But I thought he kicked someone and he broke his shin. That, 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 that might have been it. And then that guy got this, did the same thing to somebody else. Remember we talked to him? Yeah, yeah. And he broke his shin as well. That was a different guy than Matt Sierra. No, it wasn't Matt Sierra. Matt Sierra uh, fought him in Houston and caught him in the stand-up game. But the the thing about it is when a guy like Anderson Silva. Oh, what? Chris Weidman, yeah. Yeah. What's that? Weidman. Chris Weidman. But Mm -hmm. when when a guy like Anderson Silva gets caught by a striker, it's because it's just you're... You have to defend yourself against getting shot on, too. And so you're not anticipating the guy throwing a punch. Whereas if you're just boxing, then you know that you don't have to worry about getting kicked or getting taken down. And so you can concentrate on just boxing. Right, on Like, you know, when you're you're in UFC and you're doing an MMA match, you're, okay, I got to worry about the guy hitting me, and I got to worry about him taking me down. And elbows. You know, I got to worry about all that, right? Yeah. So it's easy to, it's easier to get caught because you're not, you know, you kind of, there's like five different things you're looking for. Whereas with boxing, there's only one thing you're looking for, him hitting you. He can't kick you. He can't take you down. He can't Superman punch you. He can't reverse elbow you. He's just straight ahead on. And I think Anderson Silva had a good enough ground game to, you know, world class to be able to kill a guy like this. Now, maybe I got Jake Paul all wrong. Maybe Anderson Silva is older than dirt. And maybe he's like twice his age. 47. Paul's what? 25. Still. I do like it. I do like the matchup. And isn't Jake Paul undefeated? I don't think anybody's beat him so far. well, I think like, so. What, two or three matches. I think he's. I think he's thought. I think he's fought a bunch of bums. Has he fought anybody with name of, of quality? So he's got listed as to- five fights. Uh... Jake Paul's next opponent could be the biggest challenge uh, to date. It's none other than the UFC legend and pro boxer Anderson Silva. So they're saying now that Silva has started training to be a boxer. He's uh, Silva's had two boxing fights in the past couple of years. And what's oh. and what? Did he win? He won both of them, but they're but they're you know like the celebrity type. Oh, I mean, I... they were they were real people. I mean, they weren't they weren't nobodies. I forget who it was. <clears throat> By the way, here here are some of his best UFC moments. I mean, he was he was he was he was a beast. Mm-hmm. He I I saw him fight in real life. I mean, I witnessed probably four or five of his fights, and it was just like, oh my god, he was a beast. The man literally. And again, Anna, this is all stand-up here. Single skill. I mean, yeah. that, that's, that's, you know, some guys aren't that. This Anderson Silva, I think, was as deadly standing up as he was on the ground. It'd be a fight. It's a treat to watch that guy Oh, perform. my God. Can't Welcome do that. No, you can't Anderson do that. Silva. Oh, God, I mean, no. That's oh. Red's cousin. <laughs> but, I mean, take out those knees. Those punches are just as deadly. 
mean, look at that, that combination right there on it had nothing to do with the feet. Now, granted, well, it did, he used the feet to set him up. He yeah. used the feet to set him up. But this one, two, three combination, strictly boxing skills right here. Right here. Right. Boom, boom, boom. That's all boxing. He fought uh, Julio Chavez and Tito Ortiz. Did he beat Tito? Yeah. He did? Boxing, boxing. Rich I'd like to see that. Middleweight championship is on the line. Now, uh, Rich Franklin was a good friend of the show. He was the guy that was in studio when Jimmy Jam yeah, in said he was about to uh, unleash some his lucky elbow yeah. <laughs> on Rich Franklin. Anna, we had this guy named Jimmy Jam, and he was the DJ at, at the dollhouse, okay? Mm-hmm. And he'd been in some type of... You street know, fighting in New York. Some street fighting in New York, okay? Like, he was nothing. And... You know, you know the guy that comes down to to Arroyo's place and you know, it like says he's like a a badass, and then Matt rolls with him for like six seconds and you know gets him in an arm bar and he's not such a badass. Yeah. But the guy tells you how much of a badass he is. Um, um. So Jimmy Jam was our was an intern here, and we got Rich Franklin. We got Rich Franklin, who at that point I think was you know top one or two or three ranked in the world. He's in our studio. We're doing an interview, and Jimmy Jam comes in and starts telling him how much of a badass he is, and that if he wants to go, if he wants to, and he was he trained to, by uh, one of the Gracies. But he was trained by the original Gracie, and if he wants to, you know, go, if he wants to take it uh, outside, oh, big mistake. And it's going to town. Oh, Rich is in trouble here. Rich just took that a push right on the chin. Broke his nose. I think that broke Rich's nose right the there. The video I sent you was Silva boxing. Okay, that's what him, I mean. Actually, him versus Tito. That was his Remember, last. Tito was my friend, and then wasn't my friend, mm-hmm. and then was my friend. Mm-hmm. Is I he the one that uh, was like married to? Well, no, someone? he was Jenna Jameson. He was married to Jenna yeah. Jameson, and I had heat with Jenna Jameson. I called her a whore. Didn't didn't he like? And he showed. Oh up. no, he he spoke out on someone who killed someone that molested. Hey, I showed. Like, so I called his wife a whore. Okay. And. um we went, we went We went. out to Vegas to cover a UFC deal they were paying us. Well, word got out that he was looking for me. <laughs> so I was doing my broadcast at the Hard Rock Live, mm-hmm. and he uh, waits till I'm done. And I get off the air, and I'm walking to my room, and he's standing right by my elevator. <laughs> and he goes, can I have a word with you? And I'm like, hey, Tito. <laughs> he's like, I don't. I don't appreciate you saying what you said about Jenna and Brent was there. It was just me and Brent. And I go, I'm sorry. I, you know, that was blah, blah. I was just scared to death. I thought he was going to kill me. Yeah. Oh yeah. And now he was like, uh, just, you know what? Don't let it happen again. Tudor, was I wrong? And no, but then on, after it all (laughs) went blew up and went South, he got back on the show and he said, you were right. (laughs) <laughs> I was like, oh, listen, I, Anna, I've never been so scared in my entire life. I don't blame I'm, you. I'm, I'm sitting there. The guy's a monster. He, and he, well, yeah, he's, he's like, a, was he light heavyweight or heavyweight at the time? I don't know. I mean, he was probably 215, 220 pounds. And he's just, you know, he's Tito, he's world-class, you know, MMA guy. I'm nothing. I'm a stupid, fat, Indiana white trash hillbilly. And he looks at me and, you know, I really thought I was, really was going to get my ass kicked. I, mean, I didn't start crying or nothing, but I was just like, listen, Tito, I don't want no problem. You just start bawling. I just, ah, ah. <laughs> the guy hasn't even, but they haven't even hit you yet. And you yeah. start crying. Ah! 
I mean, that, they do, you don't understand how scary that is when you get a, a guy that can really, really kick your ass. Yeah. I mean, uh, okay, all you men you know, might think you're tough and all that kind of deal, but when you get a guy that can re- – that'd be like Mike Tyson walking up to you, Blitz, you don't have any guns or anything, and, he, and, he, and you really legitimately think he's going to kill you. I would just start talking about pigeons. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you know a lot about those, too. Mm-hmm. Hello, can we, hey, can we get some uh, – don't you think that's what we need, some homing pigeons? Uh, not by the airport. No. Oh. Mm-hmm. I mean, it'd be great, but – They get sucked up into, yeah. a, in, into a you had three Airbus kids 388. With Jenna Jameson? I think so. Hello. How you doing? It's uh, Zach from Lakewood Ranch. Just wanted to echo on what you guys are saying. What's but, that? Uh, What's that, buddy? The thing, yeah, the thing is, it's brilliant what Jake Paul's doing. He's catching like Tyrone Woodley, who used to be in his prime, who's a little out of gas now, knocking him out, making a name off of it. You got Anderson Silva, who, of course, is awesome. And he's going to get the same benefit of knocking him out, or even if he just survives, he gets that benefit. <clears throat> but here's the deal. Um, and, and listen, with Jake Paul, uh, listen, I'm not hating. It's brilliant, and there's no downside to fighting Anderson Silva. If you, if one, if you get lucky and beat him, it makes you King Kong. Mm-hmm. Two, if you if you go toe for toe and don't get your ass kicked and lose, that's okay. People, people or three, if he knocks you the f out, he's Anderson Silva. Exactly. I mean, there's no way to lose. As long as you stand in there and you know don't look like a complete pussy, which he's not. He, I mean, he's not. He, he by all by all means has some type of skill, but you're right. He's marketing this thing brilliantly, and 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 he's and he and he's getting. I mean, he's making millions. I'm I'm happy for the guy. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, really, really brilliant. I, his brother Logan Paul, they're the kings of marketing when it comes to this new YouTube generation. And Joe Rogan was talking about it. Say what you will about him, he's not a world class boxer, but he has skills. He's knocking people out. Hey man, and, he's got skills, know, and he is a brilliant businessman and he knows what the new generation where they where they go what they watch what they're into and he's just absolutely killing it and you know what being a come across a little douchey is kind of his gimmick you know right that's kind of his deal yeah absolutely plays the heel. i made, I made a living i made a living at that being a, i've been i've been a, i made a living being a douche it's brilliant it's brilliant and you know I, I don't know. I mean, I, I I, and, and I think this might be one that actually people buy. I mean, I think his pay-per-view numbers have been pretty good, but I think this will be one that people might buy. I think this kind of – I think I think Anderson Silva also kind of legitimizes what they're doing a little bit. Yeah, so, and, they, and you know, half of them are going to buy it to see him try to get knocked out. They want to see Jake lose, so it's brilliant. And I think he might shock the world. He could do some – I'm not shock the world, but he could, he's going to do better than people think. I, you know, the thing about it is, it, it doesn't matter how he does. But I think that he he won't get, he won't look stupid out there, like you know, like a celebrity Danny Bonaducci, uh, you know, versus Greg Brady kind of deal. I think that I think he'll hold his own. I think Anderson's just on a whole nother level that Jake Paul's never seen. But that being said, I I, I think that he'll do pretty good. Yeah, and uh, you know, Anderson Silver's a decent boxer, but you know. It was all set up by the Muay Thai. He's a world-class Muay Thai practitioner. You can't take it to the ground. All his, all his stand-up game, boxing-wise, was set up by those other threats. But in this, you're limited to him to that. Uh, I wish the best for Anderson. But Hey, listen, boxing. I just want to – I want. Uh, I, yeah. I think Anderson's going to win, but I think it's going to be a great fight, and I think it's good for the Jake Paul uh, brand that he's doing, this gimmick that he's doing where he you know fights legitimate boxers, and he's trying to become – you know, a legitimate boxer. I think that it's. I think it's good. I think it's great, actually. Also, it could also just go to a draw. 
at the end. Anderson. No, that's what it can't. Hold on, but that's see, that's what it can't be. It can't be that. It just cannot be that. For for moving forward, people hate draws. Yeah. Draws are bad for the sport. They're bad for pay-per-view. Like that Tyson Roy Jones Jr. Yeah, deal. That, that pissed me off. That pissed yeah, me off because that was, that was yeah, that was all set up because Tyson killed him. And and that I think that up. that hurt this little celebrity. That the Roy Jones Tyson deal hurt the credibility of what these guys are trying to do. Now if if but the, a legitimate, not throwing the match, but a legitimate draw where it legitimizes one Jake Paul and doesn't embarrass Anderson Silva. That's not a work. That it's actually a draw. It's good. It's good in that sense. I, you know, you know what, you know what I would do, buddy. Here's what I would do, and I know that this is probably not you know an option. But if the I would have a provision where if the judges' scorecards came back a draw. Now, since this is not a legitimate, you know, WBC sanctioned. You know anything like that? This is a one-off. Oh, this get- is sanctioned. I know, this but it's sure but, but it's uh, yes, but it's not. You know, it's not a legitimate championship. It's not a WBC, WBA. You know, this is this celebrity little boxing world that that Jake Paul Paul has created. That being said, I think they should have a, a language in it. Whereas, if the scorecards come back a draw, you go one more round. Wouldn't that be wouldn't that, wouldn't that be kind of cool? Like you know, there's there's a one more round kicker uh, clause that, that if it should. if it comes back a draw, we go one. There cannot be a draw. Well, I like that, but in in this sense, this is different than Triller because that was all set up. And on the undercard, he has legitimate boxers, and that's why he's got smoke with Dana White saying you need to pay your fighters more. He's got legitimate under undercard fights, and this is sanctioned. But I know what you're talking about in those Triller fights. They had you know back backdoor deals and all this stuff. Yeah, you know, Tyson and Roy Jones got together, and Tyson was like, let me tell you something. I, I don't care yeah. who wins. And and, and and Roy Jones is like, man, I'm not going to lose, man. Like, let's make it a draw. Yeah. yeah. And, and so they can, yeah. it can, and that, that in me, in my opinion, hurts what they're doing. You know, I mean, it, legitimately, Tyson won that fight, and it should have came back an anonymous, anonymous decision with Mike Tyson. I could have, you know, I'd be more apt to buy I'd be more likely to buy the next pay-per-view from Thriller or Triller or whatever the hell it is if if they didn't bamboozle me on the on the Roy Jones Tyson. That pissed me off. Yeah, that was ridiculous. I think they saw that, and what they're doing over here, this is a whole different thing. So they're, I mean, there's a celebrity aspect because it, you know it gets eyes that buys pay-per-views. But the way it's sanctioned, it's, it doesn't have that component. Well, so good. A Since spin-off. it's legitimately sanctioned, then it'll be legitimately scored. And you know as well as I do that you know very few legitimate fights that are legitimately scored and legitimately sanctioned. Very rarely, like the the it's probably less than five percent of all fights actually end up in a legitimate draw. Well, when his brother fought Floyd Mayweather, it did end up in a draw. And it was like a major victory for Logan. And you could say, of course, Floyd's going to beat Logan Paul. But the fact, I mean, they were in there fighting. It was it was not well, real in a sense that if Floyd, if Floyd Mayweather wanted to end that, he could have. But Floyd, Floyd knew nobody, nobody's going to beat Floyd. No, none, no, and, nobody, and so Floyd knew that he's going to make more money coming back with a draw on the deal. And, you know, which I don't know how oh, yeah. much more money Floyd Mayweather really needs. But at the end <laughs> of the day, I think that that didn't do any justice for Floyd Mayweather's legacy to be doing this sort of nonsense. Legacy for his bank account, and that's what he's about now. Yeah, but, but I mean, my I God. I mean, what's he? What's that guy worth? Hey, Alexa, uh, how, how much, much is Roy... Uh, I mean, hey, Alexa, how much is Floyd Mayweather worth? 
This might answer your question. The net worth of Floyd Mayweather is $90 million. $450 million. $450 million. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't think that, I don't even think that May, Mayweather should have even gone in there, to be honest with you, because legitimately it would never be a draw if he was trying. Yeah, I agree. But, hey, we're talking about it, and uh, I think I'm going to check it out. Honestly. But I am But I am pulling for Anderson. I am. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> I am. All right, buddy, thanks. Right. Yep, have a good day. You know, and again, don't draw us out, man. Like, the people that put on these fights, draws are bad. Mm-hmm. It, it gives everybody, like, you feel, you feel like you just got money grabbed when it ends up in a draw. Does anybody agree? Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, all it is. Yeah. It, it makes it just feel like, you know. It, uh, Brian from Philly, uh, 25 on the Venmo. Thank you very much. And Elkhart Rob, 25. Hope you're healing up, buddy. How do you feel like uh, like, like a UFC fighter or boxing match, like if they get knocked out or, you know, whatever, in like 30 seconds, though? You know, like those main events that have gone out before, like a Brock Lesnar one that I think well, it lasted like but 15 that, seconds. That, that's just a guy's uh, got caught and... And it, but I mean, they're not the guy's a legitimate fighter. Yeah, he's come from you know he just didn't enter MMA last week. You know that just happens to be a guy get caught. Yeah, you know that that's that doesn't delegitimize the UFC. No, I meant like does it piss you off? Like yeah, kind of. Yeah, not really. No. What pisses me off is when is when they do these celebrity things and then they end in a draw. Yeah. The, the Roy Jones Mike Tyson thing really put a bad taste in my mouth on this whole deal. <laughs> This is uh, Anderson uh, Silva versus Tito Ortiz. Now, this is just boxing, right? Yeah, this is the highlights. This is from a year ago or so. All right, here we go. This is the whole. <laughs> they both look like they don't know what they're doing. I was going to say, neither of them have another thing. On a take the aspect of of jujitsu out of these guys' arsenal, and they look awkward, do they not? Well, that's why they weren't ever boxers. No, I know, but they just and, and I know that uh, he, they've trained. They were both boxing. Put Chuck Liddell in there. Silva trained in boxing like a long time ago for a while. To me, it looks like they're out there working it. Mm-hmm. This looks like a work. This looks like two guys that are taking care of each other. What's that Trillix stuff again? This is the future. Hmm. How about old Shorty in the back? Asian one, yeah. I don't know. Anderson didn't look like lights out there. Maybe Jake Paul catches him legitimately, right? Possibly. Bubba Radio Network will return after this. Hey, this is Richard Marks, and you're listening to the best of the Bubba the Love Sponge Show. Sling through traffic, trying to go to the post office. The weather probably sucks. Only a few days away from Christmas. It's not too late to be a member of Stamps.com. Sign up now and you'll be printing your own postage within minutes. Did you hear that? Sign up now and you'll be printing your own postage within minutes. 
For more than 20 years, Stamps.com has been one of the most valuable tools for over a million businesses. Save money and get major discounts from UPS and and the United States Post Office. How about like 86% off there? I got your attention. And if you need a package pickup, it's so easy. Just schedule it. They'll come get it. This holiday season, trade late nights for silent nights. And get started. That all starts and stops with Stamps.com right now. Sign up with my promo code Bubba for a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale. No long-term commitments under contracts. Just go to Stamps.com. Click on the microphone on the top homepage and enter Bubba. Again, Stamps.com. Promo code Bubba. I'm looking. Did I tell everybody what I'm thinking about doing for the next project? It's like building project? No. No merch. The, the next merch project. Oh, no. Well, you know, we're bringing back the standard Bubba Army, you know, black and white. Right. With the QR code on the back, you know, so everybody that. Hat. Either your hat yeah. and, and, a, and a Bubba Army hat. So yep. if your hat is wearing out or your standard Bubba Army shirt is wearing out, right this, probably in a week when we get our new inventory would be a good time uh, for you to. Uh, and they're flex fit? Yes, they're flex fit. So it'd be a good time for you to, you know, stop. Kiss Fan 1975. Kiss Fan 1975. Thank you, buddy. Good day today on uh, on Twitch. So the old school Bubba Army standard logo deal. It's a good time for you to restock, replenish, replace, whatever. But Blitz, the Nashes gave me, and I got the merch crick currently uh, researching, uh, you know, manufacturers. And you tell me what you think. I'm only going to probably order 50 or 100 of them. That's it. Kind of like the mugs, like the, you know, the cooler, the yet the polar bear. Yeah, cooler. limited edition. Yeah, the Arctic. Yeah. Like the signs, uh, I think we end up doing like, what, 400 of them or yeah, something? Yeah, a lot. And then the Arctic, I think the Arctic coolers, we end up doing maybe 200 of or 150. And I'm thinking about ordering either, a hun- either 50 or 100 Double-sided three by five Bubba Army flags. Oh, sweet! You know how big? Three by five. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. That was a dumb question. Sorry. (laughs) Three by five flags. How big are they? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) Inches. And the one thing about flag blitz is with people that fly them at camp and stuff like that. Yeah. Double-sided is the is the nicer of the two because that way you can see them on both. You know, they're right the the right way both both sides. Right. So, and that's about that's a lot more. It's about $10 more in the manufacturing, so I'm trying to order them, and they looks like they go for about, I don't know, maybe if you double-sided fan, I mean, I don't know what the price point's going to be, because I don't know what the manufacturing is going to cost, but do, uh, and a lot of people fly flags, whether at, yeah. they're at camp, or they're at, you know, a bar, tailgates, tailgates yeah. on, their boat, yeah. on their boat, or even, you know, driving under, around, or, yeah, in the back of the pickup truck, so, um, I think that's Blitz. What do you think about that? It's going to be a limited run. I'm only going to make a certain amount. Do you? Yeah, I always have people ask every now and then. About I like the flag. it. I like it. Yeah. And then, for the end of the year, I'm going to do a limited run semi mud flap. Nice. Cool. Like a like fifty to a hundred. I already got her pricing those out too. Okay. And allow me the shipping uh, involved. Nice. Are those the only two merch items, or three rather? Because I have an idea. Yeah, I li- I'd like to know it. I'm thinking for winter time, maybe around the fall, we could do like a just a standard Bubba Army beanie. That'd be cool. Like black with the white. 
Yeah. You mean like a stocking cap? Yeah, a beanie. Beanie. Okay, yeah, I'll get prices on beanies, and we probably I should think offer. That's probably. Maybe, yeah, you, yeah. you made them a long time ago. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, I do remember And then that. people can wear them at the track, you know, when it's cold during yep. the wintertime and right. stuff. All right. It might be good. Now, a beanie that folds, like double folds up or just a single? So probably single fold. Okay, perfect. With the white uh, embroidery. Yeah, we've had those before. And they yeah, did, yeah, I've they seen did them, well. but I've, I don't know. I, I haven't, you yeah. know, been able to get, get one. I need to get a one. beanie price and then maybe a sweatshirt. I was right? going to say, you know, and I don't know, I don't think you've ever offered them, I and mean, the price might be too high, but like a zip up. A zip-up sweatshirt? Yeah. Like, like the hoodie. JVC jacket yes. that we got? They're exactly. Like, like soft. Yes. I can only or imagine what, those, what the it, manufacturer those nice. that would be. I don't know. I mean, it might be too much, but I know you've never offered something like that. It, it's always been pullover. Uh, yeah. A zip-up um, fleece kind of yes. thing. Yeah. Hoodie Sounds or way, No, a zip-up. No, no. Uh, don't need a hoodie. No, no hoodie. Yeah, no hoodie. Zip up, yeah. Okay. You no, know, Annie, because if, if, if you don't sell the hoodie, then they have to buy the beanie. See that? Huh? Okay. <laughs> You want to keep right. your head warm by the beanie. You want yeah. to keep your body warm by the zip up. Okay. Yeah. You don't want to make it all in one. It's all about marketing, mm-hmm. please. <clears throat> so anyway, yeah, I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look. But a lot of those are thinner too, so like we can, you know, we can wear them more of the year because right. the, the sweatshirts are pretty thick. Yeah, they're heavy. Right. But those JVC, like that's a prime example. It's of, good weight jacket, exactly. Yeah. Like those, the black ones that they gave us. Remember? Yeah, yeah that, they nice. gave us the, the black the gray ones. Gray gray the gray one, ones, yeah. the one I got, I love it. Yeah, Puppy trippers, a thousand bits. So, uh, first up is the flags, <clears throat> then the mud flaps, banana. I'm going to start bird dogging the beanies and the zip up. Because that's something the, that like everyone could deal. buy. Well, yeah. and I mean, here it is July, and by like September, people need to start kind of getting ready for cold weather. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yep. Yeah. Which gives me a chance to bird dog them. Yeah. Uh, and get you them have time. Uh, get them months. printed in here and all that. Yep. And I still think you should this winter come out with the Bubba Beach umbrella. I have a couple ideas on it. We have a beach I, towel too, then. I don't I love a Bubba beach towel. Yeah, Bubba beach towel. Yeah, oh. a, a great towel. idea. I don't think Bubba Army goes to the beach like you do, Dan. But for the pool, though, for the pool. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Now we're getting so many products, and maybe, maybe for next spring we could get ready for that. That's what I'm saying. Like, oh. you know, think about it in the winter, so you can get it manufactured yeah. and printed, and have it ready for like February, March when spring do like break a, hits. A Bubba like 20 foot by 10 foot cabana, maybe. No, no, nothing yeah, that big. Bubba, I'm talking a about gazebo. A gazebo. I'm talking about an umbrella. <laughs> and Bubba, you had you had a good point though. You're like, I don't want my Bubba beach umbrellas blowing around the, the beach and taking out people. Make it so it's like a like a screened umbrella so that it takes out the sun, but 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 the wind breathes through it, and so yeah, it won't yeah. pull away. Do you understand the cost of this type of nonsense, my friend? <laughs> yeah, actually, bucks. Bubba, if we do the like, do a clear umbrella with Bubba Army logos, that when people lay under it, they get a suntan that has Bubba Army logos no. all over the body. Furry <laughs> 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 You got Bubba Army on your face. Just lay underneath, yeah. lay underneath this <laughs> yeah. monogrammed clear. Yes. Uh, stupid. Uh, Dan, I can assure you, we're not going to do beach umbrellas. I'm just going to tell you, we're not. <laughs> I'm not a beach kind of guy. I'm a mud flap, semi, and okay. you know, fleece wearing, right, beanie deal, flag a guy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Not, and I don't think the Bubba Army are as much beach goers as they are flag flyers and uh, they like cold and fleece weather. and fleece yeah, weather. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> beach, so, but beach umbrella. Bubba, while we're on this little interlude right now, interlude. Can I give you this gift before we get into another topic? Before I leave, uh, yeah, you know, DJ, DJ Brown, I've won five thousand bits. Now, what is this gift for? This embarrasses me. It, it's, you, you bestow. You know, I can't reciprocate the gifts, my friend. You know, I'm broke. I'm not asking for a reciprocation. I mean, I drive. The film guys were here yesterday, Blitz, and they they're like, "Who in the hell 
you guys got Ferraris and S. One guy was a car nut. One one of the three film guys, Blitz, is kind of like kind of okay. like you, kind of a car nut. Like okay. he knows a lot about cars. And I go, oh yeah. Well, let me tell you this. Jay ha- used to have a 2004 whatever the hell he had. <clears throat> what did Jay have? Carrera GT. Yeah. So the film guys were here yesterday in the green room working, and they saw you guys. And you're, you know, what'd you drive? Your SF90 yesterday, and he drove yes. what? I think he had his. Uh- Taycan or is a Escalade? I mean, as a uh, Cayenne. Yeah. So anyway, Blitz are like, what in? The-? I'm like, well, the other guy, he's got, a, he's got a 918, and he just sold whatever he sold. Because I, I actually texted Jay and I said, hey, what oh, did you okay. just sell? And I told him. He's like, what? Like, yeah, these guys are ballers. Much- but did you guys see my Crown Vic? Did you see that smart car that works? Don't <laughs> worry about the cream machine. How about that cream machine, buddy? It'll fire right up, buddy. Yeah, you got a whole fleet. I do. My entire fleet might be worth what Dan's right rear is worth on the on the SF90. Dan, what would a tire but not wheel? No, 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 Dan. If you had, if you completely wadded up the carbon fiber uh, wheel and blew the tire out, what would that cost to replace? Twelve thousand oh, dollars, probably. Just one wheel. We, yeah, yeah, just one wheel. Twelve. Twelve. As long as you the brakes. Thousand dollars. Well, I don't think the cream machine, the smart car, and the Crown Vic might be worth about that. Yeah, maybe. These three vehicles are worth what Dan's one wheel is worth. All right, Dan, so what do you got before me, buddy? And if it's going to be embarrassing, can we do this in private? No, it's not going to be a, embarrassing. Is it a plug or no, what? No, it's nothing like that. It's something that we actually talked about on the air about 10, 11, 12 months ago, and I couldn't get because they were all back-ordered. So I finally found it available, and I ended up getting it. And I could decide if I wanted no your if I wanted it for you're buying, you. You're buying me gifts. From a year ago. Yeah. So here it is. All right. So you're bringing it to me? Is it a gun? No. This scares me. And let me, I feel so bad because I, I, I feel as if I can't reciprocate. What do I do for him? You got him a penis pump. <laughs> I didn't get him a penis pump. It's a life changer. You made him a star. Oh, Dan, I can't accept these. What did you get? Sure you can. What oh. is it? Oh man, you're on a delay. Oh, wait, wait, choose. Oh, hold on, what just? Oh. Why'd you just drop? Oh, brother, those are cool. Now, those are the ones you liked online. The Wades, yeah. Ah! And I didn't get you the, the the really ridiculous, stupid ones because you'd never ever oh wear them. God. Those things I actually That's tried so on, cool. and they are uber Tell me, comfortable. Tell me, my, my keyboard fell. Oh, you need me to get it? My God! <laughs> you lost your keyboard. I'm in. I don't know if your oh my God. Okay, left foot's gonna be able to fit in that. Dan, one are these Elevens? Elevens. Oh my God! They're cool, aren't they? Let me. They're, it's they're under there somewhere, buddy. Do you need? Don't touch my face. Can you show the camera? Yeah, I'm gonna get to him here momentarily. Dan, did you did you order a pair for yourself? Nope. Let me. I can see your ass. Now be careful getting on the fan. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry. Just, Jesus, how did you lose wait, your your keyboard that bad? Nice. Ayers. I know. Back out. Very Whoa, cool. that was a very gentle touch. <laughs> All right, now we're back. Did Lummy hurt himself? No, no, I think he may have. Lummy, are you okay? Your backward crawl is priceless. I think he cut himself on that, that missing handle. Oh, oh my God. I bet he did. You, you okay? I bet he did. did I you, think Dan's here. Lummy, did you scratch yourself on the missing handle? Yeah, that thing's sharp. Yeah, yeah it is. It is. <laughs> Right in the trapped. Are you okay? Do you need do you need a suture? Uh, I'll see Doctor Dan out in the parking lot. I'll pull my pants down. Just, so Dan, just like always. Dan, these are so. Cool. 
These are so cool. You like them? Who makes them? Well, I, is it, it's a it's a company I can't pronounce, but the uh, they're comfy. Ling, I tried ling, them on. Ling Ning is that Ling Ning? Yeah. What oh, is yeah. it? It's a Wade. What's the? No, are called? they are they popular? I mean, are they hard to get? Like, are they? In they're the impossible shop? to find. Yeah, they're they're always sold. The, the normal sizes are all sold out. They've been sold out for a year. What I is just found it every now and then. I was checking. Ling Wade. Lin, what is it? L I N I N G. And the type is Wade. I think you tried the left one on, Danny, because it didn't. It t- yeah. Wow, these are so oh, nice, Dan. See, Dan, when you do stuff like this, what am I going to do for you? Like it's like a penis pump, bro. Yeah, it's easier. It's, there you go. It's easier to get that in the mail than the penis pump in the so, mail. So, what if uh, <laughs> if Romina happens to be able to enjoy this penis pump with you, and she starts blowing your crap about getting me some shoes, That's... please make sure you tell her, don't forget who got your boobs and who got me this penis right. pump, which are adding to our relationship. Exactly. So, Dan, thank you so oh, you're much. Oh Those are God. really Those cool. Those are super cool. Almost so cool that I would think you might have commandeered them for yourself. Like He you almost know. did, he said. Well, you know, the funny thing is, is they came the day that you and I had that little tiff. Like, oh, yeah. I was literally like, they came that afternoon. I'm like, which oh, time? The most recent one. <laughs> We, we don't have that many, do we? <laughs> no. And so I uh, I uh, was going to bring them in. I didn't want to look like I was pandering. No, yeah, I didn't want you so, to. So like, I had to like, wait a little bit. You did, you, you did your time, and now you're back you know, out of Bubba Jail. You know, Dan, if you were wearing those shoes the other day, you might not have that gash over your eye. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know <laughs> what? <laughs> True. <laughs> True. They look Dan, good thank seat. you so much. Oh, you're welcome. For real, thank you. You're welcome. Wow. I'm embarrassed. Now I feel bad about having to correct you a few different times. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Stop stating obvious facts. Stop progressing this dialogue, all right? More mixed signals and missteps after these words on the Bubba Radio Network. Hey, this is Mark Robert from OAR, and you're listening to the best of the Bubba the Love Sponge Show. This could be a collection. Babyface, I think. Hello? What's up, buddy? Who's this? The babyface. Are you going to back it down a half notch next time? Has word gotten back to you that you were maybe just a little bit too stiff on me and that everything doesn't need to be a cut on me kind of deal? First, first of all, no. Everybody said I needed to be stiffer um, than I heard, that, that, you know, people in my inner circle. Um, and number two, I wasn't that stiff on you. I made, like, one comment. I'm glad that you know how I feel. <laughs> What's that? I'm glad you're... Uh, Inside my but head. He's eating. You you never outlined for me what you thought I was being stiff with you about. That's that's the issue I have with it. Like, how can I well, lighten up when I don't have, even know? You shouldn't, have any, you shouldn't have any issue with anything that I feel about my show. My my show. Exactly. I don't have issue with what you feel about your show. Keep talking about um, it. I'm, I'm just I'm off of it. Yeah, I'm just asking for clarification of, of what you thought, I, how you thought I was being stiff. That's all. It was just other than the, everything. Other than the comment, it wasn't e- everything. Though. Was everything that came oh. out of your mouth was schmarmy. I, I don't know what that means exactly, and to correct that. Well, then we won't have you on anymore. Oh no. All right. Well. No uh, sports show today. That's that's between you and Lummy. I'm just oh, saying. Oh, yeah. That, he's talking about just the main show, Brian. Yeah, main show. Yeah. I'm thinking, you want Brian saying no? Brian's being a real dick saying if he can't be on the main show, he don't want to be on your sports show. Oh, Brian. No. You and he's saying, and he's saying if he's not on a sports show, there is no sports show. Yeah, are you canceling the whole sports show now, Brian? 
No, all I said is it looks like I'm not doing the sports show today. That's all. No, you can do the sports show all you want. I'm just not going to have you on my show anymore. What time is the sports show today, Brian? 12 o'clock. The Brian Snowflake loves it. Central here with Bubba. Jeez. What? You said Snowflake Central with Bubba. Oh. <laughs> See, he's not in your face. He just doubles down on the dickness. Of course I'm going to. You just kicked me off permanently, so... What do I got to lose no, now? Nothing's permanent now. You, right now, you should be profusely baby-facing on the whole deal, hoping that I change my mind, because I change my mind about 40 times a day. <laughs> Again, I, I, I apologize if I, if I did anything to offend you the last time I was in. I know the one comment I made that was probably a little over the line. Uh, it was the same comment that you had made, you know, a week prior with Brent. So uh, I thought it was I thought it was inbounds, but, uh, but now I know. Don't talk about just, Bubba's gob. Just bring in some jerky. I think this uh, can be resolved. Jerky. So what are you calling about? I was calling about to talk to discuss what a joke these Paul fights are against against MMA guys. You guys were watching the video. Anderson Silva is not a boxer. Old, old <laughs> MMA guys. Yeah. Old, yeah, I mean, especially ones that have gotten their, their eggs scrambled a few times, mm-hmm. 38, 40 years old. I mean, <laughs> you know, it's great because they have names, but these are not... These are not competitive fights. Anderson Silva has no chance to win this fight, by the way. No chance. Jake Paul's that good? He's that much better than Anderson Silva at boxing. That's all he does. That's all he's done is focused on his boxing. Anderson Silva is looking at this as a payday. This is a money grab for him. He's not committed. He's not looking to build a boxing career out of this. He's just looking to get paid and get out of there. So how much time are you going to spend training when, when you're just there for a payday? Let me win the sports show today. 12 o'clock. If I talk sports with him, is that going to take away from you guys' show? Not at all. Any any big-time um, uh, surprising uh, cuts as the NFL teams, uh, the 32 NFL teams had to cut down to, is it 52 or 53? 53, man. What were, the, what, were, what, what, what were the big surprising cuts that, you know, a guy may now get picked up now because he got cut? Well, I think the most surprising was a non-cut, which was Jimmy Garoppolo in San Francisco. Yeah. I think a lot of teams around the league were thinking that he might be on the market, and San Francisco actually reworked the deal with him, and, and they're bringing him back, and he's going to be their backup. So that was pretty significant, um, you know, and that was a non-cut. Uh, the most significant cuts, uh, I think the, the one getting the biggest news nationally is, is Marlon Mack. Yeah, uh, your sleeper. Former U.S. What's that? Your sleeper in fantasy. Yeah, my sleeper. I, I had him as a fantasy sleeper. Well, he's sleeping now. Um, Houston cut him. They're going with Damian Pierce, the rookie running back. And uh, but isn't know, there kind of there isn't there kind of a there's kind of a surplus a surplus there's kind of a surplus whatever plus yeah surplus <laughs> of running backs right now. I know the Packers released two. One was an undrafted guy that was lights out. Goodson or Goodman or somebody like that, uh, and now the Mac guy out of out of out of the Texans. I mean, there's kind of a, there's isn't there kind of a sur- surplus of that? Yeah, well, the position has really become. There's very few every down backs. So we've got maybe six or seven guys that are going to be out there. Three down backs, they call them. Um, you know, so it's it's become a, a plug and play position where less of a premium. You're not getting a good second contract if you're a running back in the NFL anymore, unless you're one of the top seven guys. 
So, yeah, you, you see a lot of that now where they'll just take a third, fourth-round rookie and be like, we'll just ride with him because it's, you know, the difference is negligible uh, between him and the veteran. And so when, da- when, when, on the tire. When, da- when Dallas gave Ezekiel that just monster deal, was that stupid? Oh, yeah. That was a, uh, especially since a lot of people are saying Tony Pollard is the best running back on that team right now. Ezekiel Elliott, if you look at his numbers, uh, they've, dr- they've dropped every single year for the last four years. His production has decreased. Uh, his use has decreased. Um, he's just, you know, what, running backs, <laughs> once they get to 26, 27 years old, 28 years old, they, they, they really decline. I mean, it's receivers, become it used, it, it's, yeah, it's become more of a wide receiver league than it has been a running back league. Meanwhile, you got guys like, you know, uh, Julio Jones and stuff that, you know, can play in there, you know, still be very, very sought after in their early and mid-30s. Yeah, but that's changing. Really, 30 is the cutoff now for wide receivers. You can have a guy go out there and catch 40, 50 catches in his mid-30s. Uh, there's, there's very few since Larry Fitzgerald and Julian Edelman that are going out there on a regular basis after the age 30 year and producing at a high level. It's how about Randy, how about Randy Moss? Yeah, Randy Moss did. Yeah, and, and he did, uh, but those days are over now. And it's, it's the... It's the um, just the, the increased athleticism at the cornerback. How old was position. how old was Devontae Adams, or how old is Devontae Adams? He's twenty seven, I think, or twenty eight. All right, so he he's still, he's not there at that at that thirty threshold yet. He's got two. He's probably got two or three stud years left, right? Yeah, but that's the problem. Is the contract he got? I think was a five year deal. So those last couple years, he's going to be underperforming that contract, almost guaranteed. Are the Packers hurting at wide receiver? That's as a Packer fan. That's all I keep Devontae hearing. Devontae Adams is twenty nine, turns thirty this year. Yeah, there you go. I showed uh, you how much. So, you know. Yeah. So, so really, yeah, that that's a questionable one. Um, no, you know, R- Romeo Dubes is has been reported has a great rapport with Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers puts the ball where it needs to be. So, as, mm-hmm. I mean, look, he had a burner in MVS. For years on his team, and why they let him? Why they let him go? I don't think his big number, his number was that uh, astronomical, was it? Because he didn't have the connection with Aaron Rodgers. If you look, that you know, he he was such a boomer bust guy, and it wasn't like a Tyreek Hill, Pat Mahomes situation where you know Hill was blowing up every game. It was you know he'd have a good game and then he'd have three bad games. Even when uh, Devontae Adams was out. Uh, MVS did very little to to distinguish himself from the other receivers on that team. So I think they'll be fine without him. The bigger concern for the Packers is how, how's Christian Watson going to come along, and is he going to be able to develop into a number uh, one? You were yeah, wrong. On, you were wrong. You were you were wrong on Bakhtiera. You were wrong on him. Another one you're wrong. Yeah. On. Well, we'll see. We'll see if he finishes the season. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, now any, any insight on? I, I saw um, Dan Patrick said that, you know, the scuttlebutt amongst uh, reporters that really know or in the inner circle is that they have a general idea what has been upsetting Tom Brady and what he took the time off for and what family issue it was. I, I've not heard anything as to what it potentially uh, could have been, but Dan Patrick alluded that he knew and he didn't felt like he, he wasn't going to talk about it because it was a personal matter. Have you heard anything what – what indeed was upsetting or, or what you might have heard or what you think or rumor has it, what was upsetting TV? I, I have no idea. I, I'm 
your your guess and speculation is is as good as mine. But uh, I mean, was it? I mean, you know, no, I mean, Dan Patrick said he knew, like he knew. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, and he's not he's not sharing it. So uh, look, it's it's kind of a non-issue. It's Tom Brady. It'd be different if it was a second-year quarterback having to you know figure things out. Well, it's a We're not. Hold on. It's a not. It's a non-issue until. Tom doesn't go out and be Tom Brady like and, you know, does some stupid stuff or gets, you know, throws three picks or something like that. And then, you know, listen, chances are that's not going to happen because he's Tom Brady. Wayne 51 is on a thousand bits. But 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 the bottom line is, if indeed, you know, that Tom would get to a slow start or, you know, have a couple bad games, you know, that everybody's going to start referring back to this and shoving it up his ass, even though Tom Brady doesn't need training camp. He doesn't. He probably not going to training camp probably is better for his health and arm livelihood than going. But that being, he doesn't need to t- work on timing. He doesn't need to work on routes. He knows it all. I, it would just be interesting to know because we all have personal problems, and I think he could get you know a ton of community support. We all would like to know if we could, right? Yeah, but he's he's done a really good job of keeping his personal life per, you know separated from from his professional life. So. I respect that too. Is he's never a distraction, or usually is not a distraction. This is one instance where his absence was a bit of a distraction, and I'm sure that that bothered him. Um, but, but like you said, I think not throwing those extra unnecessary passes in camp, um, you know, will, will benefit him come the end of the year. Have you seen the new? Have you seen the new machine that a couple engineers from Iowa? And um, and Northwestern came up with, and the Packers are supposedly the first team in the NFL to get one. And I'm sure that yeah, it's like the, you showed me the like advanced jug. Yeah, it's called the it's amazing. called the Seeker. And one of the things that it said is it keeps ten thousand throws a month off of Tom uh, off of Aaron Rodgers' arm because Aaron Rodgers is at the point of his career where he doesn't have to work on timing or routes or things like that. And so I, I mean, if you got a guy, you you literally are. I mean, in, in practice, Aaron Rodgers has to throw to these to these wide receivers and various things like that. If you can keep that many throws off a veteran's arm, I could see where that would be advantageous. Yeah, absolutely. And it's not just keeping the throws off the vets' arms; it's allowing the cornerbacks and safeties um, to train in coverage with a ball that is delivered very similarly to the way, let's say, Josh Allen would throw a pass or Kirk Cousins. So they're getting live reps with, you know, similar the, – the, 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 the video that I saw was from the Packers, and it said they've already analyzed Kirk Cousins' you know, trajectory and ball spin and angle and miles per hour and everything. They've already analyzed that on, like, five different routes that he likes to throw – and the DBs now can use this machine to completely emulate their opposing quarterback. And I got to think, I mean, that's probably huge. Yeah, it's gonna, it, it, it will be absolutely huge because they've got live experience against those balls. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to especially help the younger DBs, ball there. Um, you know, who haven't seen or played against Cousins before. Uh, here is uh, uh, Blitz. I'm sorry. Lummy, you just gave me a, a video of this. First time and every time. So, if you ever had a position coach throwing Brett Favre passes from three this yards away, doesn't really show it that much, you go find playing basketball. Yeah, when I, I think we've seen this before. <clears throat> the seeker. 
I like to see Babyface try it's to like catch a, up. It's just like a baseball a, thrower, but it, you know, it's more advanced. But yeah, but, same, like, but it, yeah, it changes the rotation and the speed. But I don't think in baseball. Better. I don't think in baseball, um, Brian, the pitching team. I mean, the team has a pitching machine that can completely emulate the guy that you're getting ready to face the next day, where they can program the guy's stats and how the ball rotates. And, I bet they do now. You think they do? Well, they did. Well, they did. They designed one that uh, with the off speed, like it's easier to uh, copy their off speed motion. But I think a football is easier to emulate than something that's that small, yeah. meaning like a machine well, or something. It's not just that. It's it's um, you know with baseball, it's picking up the ball, and so the the problem with with a, a pitching machine versus this jugs machine, you don't have to pick the ball up. Picking the ball up in football is not the problem. Right. But the release point. So you have Tyler Glass now, who's six eight, and taking a longer stride towards the plate and releasing the ball, and he can tweak his release point, you know, to to try and baffle the hitters and and depending on where he's going in the strike zone and a pitching machine just can't yeah right can't that's why the, that. the the ones they have now just do the rotation of and how sometimes it breaks because right. they the glass now like they switch it up like if they're c- catching on to it like the third fourth inning they'll switch up maybe where he releases it or hides it a little yeah, bit like, like you know like just as a batter you're looking for where that ball's coming out of the hand yeah whereas be, for yeah. football man you're just fi- trying to find the ball in the air you know yeah, you're not. You're not. Yeah, you know where it, where it comes from. The quarterback's hands is irrelevant for the most part. Yeah, exactly. And so that that's why I think it's not. It, it's going to be more impactful for a DB than than even a wideout. You know, it's great for a wideout to get the timing, whatever. But it's more impactful for DBs. I think it it's it, it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see if if uh, the Packers DBs get more picks this year. Now, what happens when you when you're a guy and you get cut? Because they knock it on down to the to the fifty two fifty three man roster. Now I was looking at my Packer my Packer report. And it says some guys if they clear waivers, then they sign back on a, as a practice player. Is that how it works? Yeah, each team can carry I think like uh, twelve or ten guys. It's, 12 no, yeah, it's guys twelve on the it's twelve on the practice squad, uh, and so they get paid. You know, they they get they have a job during the season, and they can get picked up off the practice squad. Um, by anybody. So, by anybody, yeah. So it it does give them an opportunity when you know injuries go down. That's usually the first line uh, that teams look for to bring players up within. And then if they don't have that guy on their squad within that position, then they'll look to other teams. And now, can you know, other can teams. other teams pick off your pack practice squad? Yeah, yeah. At any point, brother. At any point. So let's say that let's say you're the Buccaneers and the Packers have. Um, you know, this Danny Etling guy that used to play for LSU, who, by the way, they cut. Everybody thought he was going to make – they were going to carry three quarterbacks, but they're only going to carry two. But they were hoping that Etling made on the – you know, made it through waivers and ended up back on the Packers, you know, uh, practice squad. But let's say a team's quarterback goes down and they need now a backup. They go – what do they go to the – they go the, they look at all the practice squad, you know, and go get one of those guys. So the, the practice squad guys aren't protected? No. Which is why no, sometimes when you see those cuts and then you see guys staying on the, the 53-man roster, you're wondering why they're doing that. It's because they're trying to protect them. And they may move yeah, them down they, like in the middle of the season, but they're protecting them in the beginning. And and the, the issue for certain positions, though, is like with a quarterback, I mean, he doesn't know the Bucks playbook. He has no time. That's less likely of a position to be picked up than like an, uh, a trench guy, an, an O-lineman, a D-lineman. Right. Because those guys – 
can pick up their role a lot easier. Quarterback and wideout, you know, you got to know what everybody else on the field's doing. Or a DB. Um, I mean, you know, being a corner, there's only so many variations you're going to see as a corner, period. Right. I mean, instinctfully, you're either good at coverage and can and and are quick and you know or or you're not but you know you're gonna there's only what maybe four or five really different defenses in the league you got the three four you got the four three you got the tampa two you got the nickel you got the dime and everything else is just variations from that yeah a lot of zone yeah a lot of zone now in these in 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 these days but but exactly so like that quarterback's probably going to be okay you don't see a lot of quarterback plucking off of practice squads uh because of the complexity of the position how about the Rays? Look like the Rays. The Rays are partying right now. Looks like they're doing. They're only seven well, games out, and they're a game. They were a game and a half to the to the bad on the wild card. Now they're a game. Now they're on the top of the wild card, up by a game. Yeah, they're looking good. Uh, yesterday, troubling news with Shane McClanahan uh, being scratched during warmups, uh, reporting shoulder impingement-like syndrome. So they're going to have to look into that further, and hopefully, it's something that he can get a cortisone shot and rest for a couple starts and be back. Um, How about Franco? How about Franco? His hand soreness issue seems to be getting better. Uh, He's rehabbing down in AAA. That's really the one weak spot in their lineup right now. The offense, since they've gotten their guys back healthy, Margot's back, uh, you've got Ramirez back, and a few other pieces uh, came back to the lineup, their, their their offense has been producing tremendously. Their pitching's still doing well, which is why they've gone on this hot streak. But Taylor Walls is the one weak spot in that lineup uh, at shortstop, and Franco will take that spot when he comes back, and obviously that will double the offensive production from that position, just putting Franco in there. So there's room for improvement on offense. The fear now is pitching because uh, they also lost Ryan Thompson to the injury list. Um, yesterday, yesterday. How about Glasgow? Is he is he back yet? <clears throat> Glasgow is pitching off the mound. He's throwing some BP. Uh, there's a checks. chance that he comes. There's a chance he comes back uh, and towards the end of September. But we won't be getting. You know, with him, you won't get. Most likely, won't be getting five or six innings out of him. But two or three innings in the playoffs with Glasnow coming out of the bullpen or starting the game is is pretty powerful to have as an option for them. Did you see what he just signed, Bubba? His new extension. Who Glasgow? Yeah, twenty five million with the Rays. Yeah, remember that chick that that worked at Dan's that did the lips, the real hot chick. Yeah, that's. I mean, she quit. Because that's who she was dating. Well, remember yeah, I said paid twenty five million. So. Remember I said yeah. that you know she was dating a Ray, but I couldn't say his name. Yep. Well, now that she's gone, it was Glasgow. Oh. So she's feeling good right now. Mm-hmm. She's hot as hell yeah, too. So that was a good deal for both parties because the Rays got him cheaper next year. They they avoided arbitration, and then uh, he gets one. He gets essentially two seasons to prove it. What, what, what was the do, what was the contract? Two years, twenty five million. Yeah, but it's five million the first year, yeah. twenty five million the second. So he signed um, a five year so, in the beginning, and then he did that one year extension for twenty five million the second. Mm. So, so how many, so how many years? How many? How many years does that make him? How many years does the Rays have his rights now? Three. Two, yeah, till twenty twenty four. Two more. Yeah, two more, and we owe him how much? Thirty million over the two, but five and twenty five. So let's say they're out of contention in twenty twenty four. They, he's he's a, a hell of a trade piece to have, and that contract is palatable at the trade deadline for any contender because you're talking at most $10 million left on the back end of it. We're still paying for Evan Longoria, aren't we? Yeah. 
I think this is the last year yeah, that we is. pay any bit of that money. Did so he play? Did he play this yeah. year? Yeah, he's he he he's hulking up, so he must be doing. He must be on something again. But uh, yeah, he's. he's How many more years year. are left on his deal? This is the last yeah. one. Do you see Evan Longoria like? Will he come back and play anywhere when he's done? I mean, after he's this year, six. I mean, he's likely done after this. After Whatever this happened year. to that guy I, we I, traded to the Brewers? It was a real stud and and, and Christian never, Arroyo. I think it's right. So, so Willie Adamas? Yeah, Adonis. Uh, he's he's doing well for them. He's he's played well. Uh, he played really well when he went over there. Um, he had a trouble picking up the ball in Tropicana Field, and so his his offensive numbers, his splits. If you look at his splits, his offensive numbers at the Trop were much worse than on the road. So it's not really a surprise that he performed better once he got to the Brewers because he did not play well in the Trop. Wasn't he like a number one? Wasn't he a number one overall guy or something like that? Well, he, he was, he's a hell of a shortstop, a great defensive shortstop, and he's proven to be a great hitter. Uh, he was just expendable with the Rays having Franco in the system and him being the future at that position. He, he's struggling this year, though. He's, he's struggling. He's been at two, uh, 231. Does, does Joe Madden ever come back to the league? 231, but what's his power numbers, Lummy? That's, yeah, he's you know, got 26. doesn't matter anymore if you're hitting 20 home runs. Yeah, I know. I was just coming off of last year when he got traded uh, to uh, two. What, how many homers? He's got 26 this year. He's got 26 homers, yeah, Brian. From, from the shortstop position, that's massive. That's okay? massive. So that's that's you, massive. He will absolutely take 231 with 26 dingers every single time from that position. I mean, that you means he'll probably, he'll probably end the year with 30 dingers. And thirty dingers, thirty home runs for a shortstop is unheard of. In this day and age, it's really good. And and the difference between two fifty and two thirty over the course of a season is we're talking ten hits. Okay, literally ten hits over one hundred and sixty-two games difference is the difference in in those twenty points in batting average. It's it's minuscule because this- they're getting five hundred plate appearances. So it's it's not a big number to you know it's it's deceptive. Let's just put it that way. Does Joe Madden come back in any capacity ever? Ah, the age is a problem for him. But man, I I, I think the White Sox really blew it by not signing him because now Larusa is dealing with health issues and they are they are just floundering and they have the pitching staff. I mean, they have one of the best pitchers, two of the best starters. Well, plus, in I mean, just just promotionally. I mean, within Chicago, what I mean, the White Sox and the Cubs hate each other. It's like the Mets and the Yankees and all that kind of deal, all that nonsense. And so, just promotionally, he's worth his weight in gold. Just coming, you know, he took the Cubs to the he won, he broke the curse. And I mean, what it does it doesn't write itself any better than Joe Madden crosses town and comes and coaches the White Sox, right? No, you're you're right, and I think he could have been a difference maker for them. Larusa's style is too old school. It's the game has passed him by, and and Chicago needs to move on from it. It's just not working. Well, they're and in a slump right now, so they're looking like they're probably going to fire Larusa, especially if they miss the playoffs. No, well, and there you yeah, go, Joe Madden. Listen, if they would listen to me and Bubba, they would have fired him two months ago when Madden became available, gotten Madden, and they'd probably be in the playoff hunt. Right yeah, now. but I don't I don't know there's ever really been a, a time where a coach came in midseason after the firing. And usually bring if they do sign mm-hmm. him, the bench coach or whoever takes over, then they go next season. Because Joe Madden's yeah, going to want to bring his staff in. I would have I would have mixed things up, man. I would have mixed things up because it was clear it wasn't working in Chicago. They, he's underachieved for the three seasons he's been there. Uh, he's gotten a DUI in the process, I think. I mean, he's just been his 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 tenure in Chicago has been 
an abject disaster when they could have and should have been contending. Just call Seth up next door and ask him about this. He's probably losing hair over it. (laughs) And with that, B, we'll let you go, my friend. We'll see you today at noon. All right, guys. Take care. Bye. (laughs) I like that one. Radio Network will return after this. Yo, what's up? This is Polly Shore, and you're listening to the best of Bubba the Love Sponge Show. So don't go anywhere. Hey, it's Bubba the Love Sponge, and you've been hearing me tell you about lightstream.com forward slash BTLS for a long time. Let me slow this thing down for you. Lightstream.com forward slash B-T-L-S stands for Bubba the Love Sponge. You're getting killed with these modern day credit card rates they're charging you. Maybe 18, 19, 26%. Well, my good friends at Lightstream, and they've helped so many Bubba Army people, please, please, please get help from them. A credit card consolidation loan from Lightstream can help you pay off your credit cards and lock in a low interest fix, a a low fixed interest rate Rates start at 6.99% APR with auto pay and excellent credit. The rate is fixed for the entire life of the loan, so it will not go up. You need $5,000, you need $15,000, you need $27,000, $100,000. There are no fees. They'll get it to you. Lightstream believes people with good credit deserve a better loan experience, and that's exactly what they give you. Just for my listeners only now, apply and get a special interest rate discount and save even more. The only way to get this discount is to go to lightstream.com forward slash BTLS. That's L-I-G-H-T-S-T-R-E-A-M.com forward slash BTLS. Subject to credit approval, rates range from 6.99% APR to 19.99% APR and include a 0.50% auto pay discount. Lowest rate requires excellent credit. Terms and conditions apply and offers are subject to change without notice. Visit lightstream.com forward slash BTLS for more information. Here is uh, Jeffrey Dahmer's uh, dad on Dr. Phil. Blaming himself, thinking that he could have stopped his, he could have stopped all of this. Child that I laughed with, that I wrestled with, that used to run and jump on his grandmother and joy and, and excitement. How could he wind up to be this murderer, this serial killer? Again, I was in Milwaukee when they were trying this guy, and it was unbelievable. I thought that he... At some point in his age 12 to 14, when his, he was coming out of puberty, his sexual engine, puberty. so to speak, was, was in high drive, and he was touching the insides of these animals. That He just sort of got high. Uh, strike one. Blitz, <laughs> you what? got a son. He's 14. You know, he just discovered, you know, how to masturbate. And, you know, the average guy like me, you, growing up when we discovered our penis, we'd want to be in private and maybe try to get like a little girly mag or maybe some of the newer kids were able to actually look at porn on their phone. But nobody that's normal is touching themselves when they're coming out of puberty. To he the doesn't ins- know that. He to just, the ins- yeah. He's just making a hypothesis. Yeah. He was just coming out of puberty. He's coming out of puberty, and he mm. was touching animals' insides. Strike one, two, and three, bitches. 
My kid's weird. I need to take him to the doctor. But he was playing with dead animals since he was like a great, like a Hardwired neuronally into neuronally. connecting the sexual pleasure with this type of activity. So it's saying, Blitz is saying he was jaying off to, to touch in, to animals. Yeah. You can't jay off to animals. Dead ones. No. I mean, where you do can't you learn jay that off from? Yeah, well, and, and like. His papa showed him. I remember Larry Plummer's one taught me. How to jerk. How to how to masturbate. Hmm. He didn't teach me. He just told me about it. What did he say? He's like, hey, if you play, with, if you if you rub your penis real hard, yeah, then eventually you kind of get this tingling feeling, and then something comes out of your penis. What? This white stuff. <laughs> Glow. And then I'm like, well, I've never done that. And he goes, well, you know what? Tom Johnston, who was his next door neighbor, told him about it. Mm. See, that's how things get handed down in the neighborhood. Yeah, it really blitz. I mean, you agree? Mm -hmm. Like the older boys kind of tell the younger boys kind of like the lay of the land. Yeah, that's how. That's how. That's how. You know, my dad never took me aside and said, "Son, just want to let you know. You know, you're going to be. You're 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 starting to get." Yeah, if you do this and that. Yeah, if you uh, pull out your penis and uh, you start, you know, put it in the vacuum cleaner, it, it starts getting a little bit uh, crazy and uh, you tingle. It starts tingling, feels yeah. real good for about seven or eight seconds. That's called an orgasm, and then a bunch of stuff comes out. Don't put it on the mama's uh, dish rag. And you can do it thirteen times a day. I mean, yeah, and you know, and 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 you know, nobody, nobody tell. I didn't even yeah. have that conversation with my son. They just kind of figure it out, nature. Yeah. And so in my Nathan. in my generation, you know, Tom, Tom Tom Johnston, who was a couple years older than Larry, like sixteen, Larry is like thirteen, mm-hmm. he told Larry, Hey, you get one of your dad's playboys or hustlers or wee or cherries or something like that, and you uh, you know, you do this and you do that. Next thing you know, you got that. Feels super good. Having a party. Yeah, it's all you want to do and then, ever. And then once you get that feeling, you're like, Oh my God. That's what this is all about. This feels good. Mm-hmm. So someone had to tell you to masturbate. You never like intuitively just started touching yourself because it felt good. Yeah, you do, but you don't know where oh, they, the you don't where know it can end up. Yeah, yeah. You, you you touch it and you and you get it aroused and things like that. And I'm being very medical here. You get it aroused, but you don't know that there's a payoff on right, it. Right, like right. You don't know, like you don't as a boy. You don't know. You're like, I, I, you don't know that I got to keep touching it and touching it and touching it till I get to a point where I do that. Well, obviously, you didn't have a, a squirrel to look at the inside of. Yeah. So, you know, if Larry Plummer had taken me aside and said, listen, we have to kill a squirrel and then we have to <laughs> fillet, we it, have open. To fillet it open. Okay? Can I eat it? And then you got to put your hand inside of it and grab its heart oh, and God. its intestine and stuff while you're... Um, you know, grabbing your penis. Oh, say no more, Larry. I already I mean, know like, what to do. Larry, I don't even know how to catch a squirrel. <laughs> I mean, I don't... Why hey, you Bubba, gotta... hey, Bubba, have you done the... Uh, uh, no, I haven't yet, because I haven't been able to catch a squirrel. Yeah, those things are fast as hell. <laughs> <laughs> Can I'm I gonna use be... a cat Larry, Larry, I'm going to be, I'm gonna be 25 <laughs> before I catch dryer. my first squirrel. Larry, I'm going to be way out of the in teenager masturbation zone by the time I get a squirrel. Come here, Inky. So Larry, so Larry tells me we're waiting. I can remember like it was nothing. We There's were waiting. We were waiting for at, in seventh grade, <clears throat> and after a football practice, you'd sit on the curb until your mom came and picked you up. Mm-hmm. And you know, you're, it was about five thirty, six o'clock, and your mom would come. Either she'd be leaving work and come get you, mm-hmm. or whatever. 
You're sitting there on, and, and, you know, different moms got there. Like, there were some moms that were waiting for you when you got out of the locker room, moms who necessarily didn't have jobs. And then there was me and Larry Plummer's mom who had jobs, and they got there when they could. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that means you had to sit there for 20 or 30 Mm -hmm. minutes. Yeah. You know, you did. And we didn't have cell phones or anything like that. You just talked. You just like, hey, what's going on? Nothing, man. Did you see Lori Howard today? God, I know. She's so hot. I heard she didn't wear a bra. Really? Yeah. Wow. You know, you just think of all the stuff on it. You're you're 13, 14 Mm -hmm. years old and your testosterone 7,000. You get an erection at night and everything. You're rubbing it, but you don't know anything about it. I mean, you don't know there's a payoff on the deal. You're dumb as hell. Dumb as hell. And back there, I'm talking 1979, 1978, there is no porn on the internet. You had to go and try to sneak one of your dad's mags or somebody in the neighborhood had a mag and it got handed down to like generations. Mm -hmm. And so by the time you got it, the Moore boys had it and, Mm -hmm. you know, Tom Johnson had it and there was pages torn out or they were stuck together. They keep it in the ditch or they keep it it in the woods. You keep it in the woods underneath like some wood, underneath Mm -hmm. like an old door. Yep. With some leaves on top of it, and it get mold. And sometimes you'd open up your 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 skin mag, and it'd have like worms and maggots in it. And you'd have to brush, <laughs> right, Blitz? You'd have to brush yeah. off all the dirt and maggots so that you could get your wiener out. <laughs> so, oh, if I had a dollar for every time, oh, if I, I had to brush off the dirt and maggots, I, I, I know and then it. Get my wiener out. I know it. You'd be, you know, you'd have a new truck by now. <laughs> that's what you do, Anna. You get, you find, you go, you drive your bike, and you go get the mag. Gets. If, there, if there wasn't anybody else in the neighborhood that was stealing the mag, okay, yeah. and then and then you would go take the mag back to your house, <clears throat> and then you would have There's to your PV. you. And the mag was now, mind you, the mag was under a door, which was under some trees, which was under some leaves, and so the mag had to, you know, and sometimes that you'd put the mag like in a plastic. Uh, like Ziploc bag or something like that to try to keep because if water ruined it, mm-hmm. a real bad rain or a snowstorm and that mag, well, you get the mag and then you get home and you wipe all the dirt and the maggots and the worms off of it and then you go to the page where the girls kicked it out wide where you can see her, you know, her garage. Mm. And then you go to town on yourself. Then you get your party. Then you got to take the mag back because there might you be some. Yeah. The best was the community like, mag. Do you ever like. You're riding your bike, and you know it's like garbage day, and you're just driving around. All of a sudden, you look down. There's like a pile of oh, dirty mags that, like, yeah. some guy's wife found and made him throw them all away. Yes, I did. Yeah, that that's like jackpot. One time, I I forget who it was. I think it was, I think it was the Spurlocks, and they were a they were an older couple, uh, Blitz. They mm-hmm. were like in their fifties, and they didn't have any kids. Well, she must have found his right. stash. Yep. And so I'm riding my bike to Larry's and I have to go by the Spurlocks and here's this like literally probably a hundred penthouses Jeez. and and it's like in in there back then it was a metal it was a metal uh garbage can okay and then there was a bag beside of it yep it was all but I could kind of tell that it was books just by the outline of the bag. Mm-hmm. So I stopped my bike and I looked and it was probably a hundred penthouses and penthouses were good. Like yeah. they actually showed girls like, you know, really getting out urinating mm-hmm. and like all kinds of stuff. And then the good thing about the penthouses were they had the stories. So, you know, Anna, you could read a story and be like, she came into the bedroom with Are those things had words in them? 
Oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't even know that. <laughs> the pictures. And so I remember picking it up. Well, Blitz, the bottom fell out of it. Oh, no. So I'm driving it home. Trying to, get, I'm trying Just to nude mad flying and, it, and it's about from my house from the Spurlock house was about from here to Seven Eleven, right? Mm-hmm. So I grab it, and and you know you gotta at that point, but you gotta try to. It's pretty heavy, oh, and yeah. you're trying to ride your bike with one hand and not wipe out, and 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 not lose the 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 T mags. Mm-hmm. I get almost to my mom and dad's driveway, and it breaks. The oh, books break. No, so. I look around. There's nobody looking, so I go and take my bike up to the garage, and I go and get a go. My mom's and my mom back in the day. My mom would would save like the 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 paper grocery bags. Oh yeah, yep. And she'd fold them all up, and she'd use them for other things like mm-hmm. whatever garbage or whatever. So I went and got two of her brown paper grocery bags and put these penthouses in it. And then hit it. You got to hide it. Yeah, because if your mom finds it, she's going to throw them away. She's going to yeah. find yeah. it. Oh, gonna use them. And if Doug finds it, Doug's going to be like, my God, I didn't have these. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know I do. So I went up to my dad's attic. Hit this, you know, Blitz, like in a bigger garage, you had those pull-down attic doors. Okay, yeah. I mean, the stairs. Mm-hmm. So I got that, and I'm putting them up there, but then I have to hide them with it, because my dad used to go up to his attic all the time, because he kept, like, paint and, like, supplies and stuff like that, that sure. he, you know, just, he kept stuff up there that he needed, fenders and, like, stuff he was working on. Yeah. So I had to, I had to go in the attic and hide that, so I go and I put it way, way furthest back by the attic, but I put it on top of some insulation. Oh, Well, you know, really under underneath that insulation is just like drywall for the top of the garage ceiling. Yeah. Well, next thing you know, I mean, I forgot that you, you know, we had like plywood where you would step on. You couldn't step on the insulation because you'd go right through. So the next thing, my, we're outside. It's a Saturday. And I call Larry Plummer. I said, hey, I got like 80 or 90 penthouse magazines, pristine condition, like unbelievable yeah and larry's like wow can i have a couple i'm like yeah you can have a couple but they're my dad's attic right now and so that saturday i was going to get him out well my dad's in the garage and he's like god damn it why in the hell is that one bit of drywall sagging oh no and i'm like what do you mean dad he goes look at that back piece of drywall back there we must have a leak or something up you're like i'll go check it he goes (laughs) Yeah, of course. He yeah. was he wasn't he said, Go up this up go upstairs and see if we got water coming through, causing that piece of drywall to flex. Can't you see the fl-? well it was where I had the magazine. Right. And I was like, Oh my God. So I went up there and I, I mo- I'm up there. He's like, Did you find it? And I go, Yeah, Dad, there's like something heavy on it. Like a and so I took one of his like a wheel from his old car oh, or something, okay. and I put over there. And I said, Dad, did you know that you had like a wheel, a rim? He goes, I didn't have the rim on there. I had the rim propped up on the two-by-four. I go, no. Yeah, it, right right where it was at. Right. He had the rim in the right place. Yeah. But I moved the rim over. I said, Dad, the rim. He's like, well, I don't know who. Have you been up there? Have you been up there? I go, no, Dad, I don't ever go up here. So I had to blame it on the rim. So I, I, I had to take that, take the garbage bags full of mm-hmm. and move them on to uh, uh, one that had like a support deal and then I put a blanket over them 
hoping that dad wouldn't go up there for the next day or two that I could get him out. Yeah. So then I got him out, put him in a garbage bag, and then stored him in the woods. Oh, there you go. Oh. And then told all the boys, hey, listen. And I was, oh, my God. I was the coolest guy in the entire yeah, neighborhood. The porno king. You know, word got out to Matt Gibson, the Moore boys, Lewis Baus, Larry Plummer. And they're like, hey, Bubba Scott, Bub- Bubba found like 80, you know, penthouses and they're uh, back in the woods. We had just one little area blitz that we had taken like wood and doors and some old windows. And we kind of made like a, we dug a hole and we kind of made like a, like a foxhole kind of deal okay. that was somewhat weather tight. And... Unless we just got torrential rain, you know. And so for the longest time, uh, for the longest time, I was uh, the most popular guy in the neighborhood until the, but then they get, well, somebody took them. Like, I think we think some rival guys from another neighborhood took it. So I remember going to the bus stop one day and Matt Gibson's like, hey, the magazines are all gone. I go, what do you mean they're all gone? There was like 80 of them. He's like, they're all gone. I go, who in the hell would take them? There's only like eight of us who know who they are. And we were like trying to find out who took them. We never found them. You think it and was it, the guys from Wallace C? No, from Tippecanoe Valley, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, no. But that really ruined your party. That's when you got to find the Brawl magazines, unfortunately. Brawl? You jade off to Brawl? That's kind of when I discovered the shop vac. Oh. That was the best. We didn't have a shop vac. We just had, you know, the... I had the shop vac, and I didn't even need I didn't even need a magazine for that. I just stuck my wiener right in there, <laughs> turned, turned it on. No, but it's the reason why it worked is because it was a shop vac that was worn out. Mm. It was like not, it didn't have very much suction at all. And so, like, if you got a brand new shop vac, it, it, suffered, it, it, it would hurt yeah, your wiener. Because you got to create an airtight seal in order to, you know, to really, well, this one was just about on its last leg. But just enough suction to get you know to get your wiener, right? Mm. And then I wore I, I I wore that out. I bet. And then my dad was like, uh, "Well, this shop vac's crap. We need to get a new one." And I'm like, "Nothing wrong with it. Can I have that one?" No, he th- you know he threw it away. Oh no! He says, "Well, this thing's junk. This thing won't pick up nothing." I dad, like, don't throw that away. It I'm picks in up love. just in, dad. It picks up <laughs> just enough for what I need it for, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, I was addicted to that shop vac. You didn't take it out of the trash? Every day. No, I just let it, because, no, I didn't. Shop vac, you're coming with me. I love that you. That shop, you remember, like, it was, it was green. <laughs> it was a green shop vac, like an old, like, 1972. And it wasn't even a shop vac. It was originally Blitz, like a house vacuum, and it had a big steel wand on it, and it went to, like, what a... The hell? Oh, it was an old school, uh, it was an old school, uh, in you know, house vac. That my mom had, you know, used for years, and then she didn't want it anymore, and she got a new sweeper, like a new upright. This was one that you, f- like, had wheels on it, and okay. it had a big tube and a big metal wand, and it sucked it into, like, a thing that was, like, maybe the half a size of a five-gallon bucket, and yet it had, had wheels, and you had to roll it around and suck it. Well, my mom, she wore it out in, uh, with the carpet, so she got my mom got like a brand-new upright for Christmas one day, and that one went out to my dad's garage because my dad was like, yeah, I'll suck up lead shavings and stuff like that. And my son's... It took years of me just, you know, to, in order to f- figure out that that was exactly 
the 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 Tool. strength of suction that I needed to be able to have a party in it. Yummy. And, and, that and, and all the lead shavings. Yeah, my. I never thought about that. My dad. I don't think he was using it for lead shavings anymore because that would probably make them a little clumpy, would they not? Well, yeah. Yeah. Entrails, insides of bodies. Yeah, but so Larry, I'm sitting at I'm sitting at the curb, and Larry's like, "Hey, have you ever, uh, you know, uh, played with your your wiener so that it, you know, it it does something at the end?" I go, Mm-mm. He goes, well, Tom Johnston told me that if you play with it long enough, then eventually something comes out, and it feels really good. I'm like, hmm, well, how does that work? And he goes, I don't know. I have not done it yet, but I'm going to try it. I go, me too. And that's when you realize that just playing with it, there's a payoff. Right. Well, I mean, how did you learn? Like, how did you, like, did, was it, the, was it the neighborhood older kids that told you? Like, uh, yeah, how was, did you learn? It was actually pretty similar to yours. It was after uh, baseball practice at school waiting for my mom and uh, the kid's name was Kyle. And he kind of started being like, hey, have you tried it? You know, this and that. And uh, he had an older brother. And then he gave me one of his like old magazines and uh, I took it home and, and tried it out. Yeah. But did he, but did he tell you that you had to, you know, keep you know that you yeah, don't that, stop believing. Yeah, that you, <laughs> that you had to that you had to like keep. You got to keep going until something until and, something came out. Right there, you yeah. go. Blitz, how did you learn? I'm pretty sure it was like a neighborhood, like an older neighborhood kid, like a, you know, a couple years older. Like like the way we did. Yeah, I think so. Be like, hey, Blitz, you know, you do this, you do that, and then mm-hmm. eventually this happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Filthy ginger, how did you how did you learn how to masturbate with a party? Same deal, yeah. just kind of word of mouth. You know, my buddy said this, my other buddy said this. Yeah, we're like, it's like, let me let me check this out. On it for us guys, it's like very much a primitive Neanderthal animal kind of deal. Because your dad, none of our dads, and our all of our dads come in different shapes and sizes and different whatevers. But the common denominator amongst every one of our fathers is they never took us aside and told us. About no, masturbating. Nope. No way. Like, my dad didn't say, well, listen, son, here's what you do. You start doing this and then that, you know. No. That'd be weird. Yeah, it's, 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 it is because it's weird. <laughs> that would be So you really just weird. hope that, the, you know, the, you rely on the older boys. Well, you know that they're going to just figure it out eventually. Yeah, but you want to be on the early end of figuring it out. You don't want to be like The seven. last to know. Yeah. Because it, it, it really unleashes. A, there's a, some type of endorphin that it and releases. Actually, it ruins you. That's what I was going to say. You almost want to be the last one to know. You almost want to be the last one to know because it ruins you. Sure does. Because you're always looking for that next for that hit. For that mm-hmm. next nut. Release. Yeah. I, that's the way I thought about it after thinking about it for a while. At first, I couldn't fathom how he turned out to be this far down the continuum. I mean, we're all on a continuum. We are? Where am I on a continuum, Lana? I'm not quite sure. Uh, we all do bad things. We all sin. He was at the extreme of this continuum. You think? I couldn't at first you think? understand. How- you dr- drilling holes in African-American 14-year-old little boys? Drilling holes in his head and throwing uh, acid out his, into his brain so that he's a zombie? You think that he's on the—I think he's on the— other end of the spectrum of continuum, yeah. Mm-hmm. How he could have done those things. 
Did you ask him, did you say, Jeff, how in the world could you make this okay in your mind? I was concentrating mostly on getting him into a psychiatric hospital. I didn't ask him that specifically, but I did tell him, Jeff, we've got to find out how on earth you could have done these things. Defend? Let's say that you're the dad of Jeffrey Dahmer. And all the things that Jeffrey Dahmer did, your 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 kid did. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I can legal him, lawyer him up to defend this. I mean, I think a point you there comes a point where you got to say, I, this is indefensible. I know you're my kid, and I'm supposed to stick by you through thick and through thin. And man, I would under almost any circumstance. If my kid called me up and said I did something super bad, I'd I'd do everything I could to help him. Yep. But there comes a point where you got to say, man, buddy, you're broken. I mean, you've killed how many? You've killed 17 people and eight most of them? I can't even wrap my head around that. In fact, I don't even want to be your dad. Lose my number. You better have used Heinz Ketch because if you use that hunt stuff, I'm going to disown you. Hello. Hey, uh, you all talk about ways you learned how to do that, man, and I'll be, you know, clinical or whatever, but, man, I'm... I was laying in my bed. I was about 12 years old, laying in my bed, thinking about this girl from school. And, uh, I, you know, I had I had wood, had got an erection. And uh, I pulled the comforter up, man. I pulled the comforter over me, and it rubbed against me, man. And when it did, I just kept throwing the comforter down, pulling it up, pulling it down, covering it up. And uh, You started making so love to you. You made love to your comforter. Well, basically, I'm yeah. just glad my damn dog didn't jump up there now that I'm listening to this. Uh, yeah, I mean, I used, to take, I, used to, I used to take a hot sock. Uh, and uh, run hot water on it, and then put it in the microwave, and then you know use a hot sock. You know, do that. I used to do that. I'd have probably burnt the crap out of myself. I'd have tried that, but uh, yeah, yeah, man. Within about a month, when my mom went to watch comforter, it was like a damn cracker. Yeah, um, I have a similar story. I used my mom's dish rag one time to clean yeah. up a party and put it back into rotation. <laughs> I didn't work out too well when my dad saw how stiff the, the towel was. <laughs> I'm sure he knew what the gig was. Appreciate, appreciate you, buddy. All right, man. Thanks. thanks. The Bubba Radio Network will return after this. Have you ever thought about why your wireless bill is so damn expensive? It's all just radio waves. How much can a radio wave really cost? Seems like wireless got together and decided, I don't know, 100 bucks a month or so. I think the people will buy it. What choice are they going to have? Now, thanks to Mint Mobile, you're going to have a choice, my friend. Right now, Mint Mobile has wireless plans starting at $15 a month. That's unlimited talk and text for only $15 a month. Mint Mobile's service in comparison to the big providers are is just as crystal clear and just as good. You're just saving a lot of money. For anybody who hates their phone bill, Mint Mobile offers premium wireless for only $15 a month. All plans come with unlimited talk and text and high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Choose from three, six, or 12-month plans and say goodbye to that monthly phone bill. Mint Mobile gives you the best rate whether you're buying for one or a whole entire family and at mint family start at two lines use your own phone with any mint mobile plan and keep your same number along with all your existing contacts switch to mint mobile and get your first three months of premium wireless service starting at just 15 bucks a month to get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and get the plan shipped to your door for free you got to go to mintmobile.com forward slash bubba That's mintmobile.com forward slash Bubba. 
Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com forward slash Bubba. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof rack, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with the eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts that you need at the prices that you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This is Hulk Hogan, brother, and you're listening to the best of the Bubba the Love Sponge Show. And uh, on the show uh, is a stud, if you know anything about racing. And uh, his dad was a famous racer. I think your dad is your strategist now, isn't he, Colton? That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. Hello, everyone. Hello, everybody. It's Colton Herda. <laughs> and, he's tw- and he's 21 years old. He's a big sling and D with IndyCar. And he's, I've already been told to handle him with kid gloves with the boss lady, uh, uh, Kate, uh, Kate Davis. Is that her name? Yeah, Kate Davis. And so I wouldn't uh, have it any other way. And thank you, Colton, for coming into the show. We're huge race fans. That's that's awesome because usually you walk into these things and nobody knows anything about racing or what they're and talking like, so, about. Uh, so you uh, you you race Indy Five Hundred. You do huh? <laughs> exactly yeah, right, and right. you just got right in there uh, and just got right after it, right? Exactly. They don't realize that. I think at, at, like I don't know at two thousand fourteen fifteen they shipped you right off to Europe. Did they? Did they not? Yeah, yeah. I moved to Europe when I was uh, 14 and a half years old. How does that happen? Like, I got a kid who I've raised, and he, and I've he's been racing quarter midget since he was three, and we made the progression right. through dirt and things like that. But did did, did Brian just uh, box you up and, and ship you off to to Europe? And said, "Go on, son, find your way." I I wanted to do it. Um, so it initially was my decision, uh, and it was a really good decision that that one of the best decisions I ever made because the learning curve over there, uh, from what I would probably get over here was was massive because i had to fend for myself i was over there i was living alone i was 15 years old so um you know not only from driving side and and learning how to be at the track at the right time and um going to sleep at the right time people not telling me what to do but but also just living having to do laundry clean an apartment all this other stuff at 15 at 15 uh, and so, be a race car driver exactly it's a huge it's a huge curve in my career, and and I'm so appreciative of of everybody that was kind of in that situation with me. Did and, you did you literally at 15 had to go and like go work at the shop and and you know fabricate and or did you go and write as a driver? No, I was no yeah I was a driver. So so I had the mechanics and and they were were working at the shop. I was in the shop a lot of the days. They do a lot of simulator work over there in Europe. So that was that was most of my days were over there and, and training in the gym also. Was the competition stiffer there than it is in America at the youth racing? Um. 
Like, no. let's say, let's say quarter midgets and go-karts, you know, where kids would start off in Britain and, and, and over in Europe as, you know, because that's like the progression here in America. You know, you start on go-karts or, you know, um, legends or, you know, something like that. Right. And so what is that? What progression do they have over there that makes these guys so, you know, the F1 guys? I, I think it's just how you learn over there. It's at least for me, it was because being so far from home, it was it was all all my attention span was into one thing and that was racing. Uh, you know, I didn't, I wasn't with my friends. Um, I didn't have, I was doing all my schoolwork online, so I wasn't going to class every day. Um, so I think that's part of it is you kind of dive headfirst into racing and, and that's your whole life at that point. Um, the competition wise, you'll find fast guys anywhere you go, really. Um, guys are good everywhere, but for sure, the learning curve, I think is, is a lot faster and a lot higher. Is Lewis that. Hamilton that good? Or could a Colton Herta get in an equally prepared car and be and and on a track that you both knew? You know, like let's, for instance, St. Pete. I would say, has Lewis Hamilton ever ran St. Pete? I don't think he no. has. No, no. Okay, so he's never been on St. Pete course. So, but you know, his ability because he's you know Johnny F one over there, he should be able to pick up. So you give him a week or so to learn the St. Pete course. You guys have equally matched cars. What what do you think? You think you could do? I would probably say you could beat him in an Indy car, and he would beat you in an F1 car, just because you right. guys are both familiar with that yes. more so. Yes. Um, it, it would definitely be interesting. Yes, he is extremely talented. Um, you know, it's, it's the same with all these guys that you see at the top, right? Like guys like Dale Jr., Jeff Gordon, they're all extremely talented at what they do. The hard part is being able to go from one form of racing to another and be fast in it. Um, so that would be interesting. Do so I when think... you get a guy like Kyle Larson, uh, he's on the dirt. Th- you know, Well, he's uh, you know, right. obviously. Is is do you marvel at Kyle Larson like the rest of the racing community does? Like, you know, because here you are, you know, in in within our world, America, within USA, you know, F IndyCar is the is the really high t- technical, you know, uh, F one ish right. version yeah. of our American racing. Do you guys at the highest level, a guy like you, it's won six times? Or do what do you look at it like a Kyle Larson? I think there's there's a bunch of talented drivers. It's really impressive. <laughs> Um, and so I actually, I've actually seen Kyle on dirt a few times. I always go to, um, so I'm originally from Los Angeles. Um, so I always go to the Turkey, Turkey night. Yeah. So out there, it was at Irwindale. Now it's at Ventura on dirt as it should be. Um, and so, yeah, I, I always go out there every year and I watch And Christopher Bell was there two years ago. Kyle Larson was there the last two years. Um, and it's, it's impressive how these guys go from tarmac racing to dirt racing. Obviously that's kind of how they're brought up. Whereas, us open wheel drivers were brought up in go karts, um, but even even in NASCAR, there's some guys like Harvick and and some guys that are brought up that way. But it is impressive that they're able to go from uh, something like NASCAR to almost what feels like a complete different discipline in dirt racing and midgets and stuff like this. Like you know, as loose as those guys are and stuff, like you guys never have that feeling because though your your cars we're so sucked down that once you've lost grip. It's usually not recoverable, is it not? Ex- yeah. Unless you're Danny Sullivan from the 1986 uh, Indy 500. Are you familiar <laughs> right. with that? Yeah, the spin, the spin, spin to win. <laughs> spin to win. How, how unfathomable is that as a race car driver that's been on this track a numerous times for you to spin? Here we go. Hold on. I'm so sorry, Mario Ukraine Ukraine before great, going to uh, Moscow Of course tomorrow. I had to have something else right. fired just when I got somebody here. The entire world holding their breath. Ouija Jang for us <laughs> at the White House. Ouija, thank you. All right, thank you, Ouija. 
Hold on, I'm trying to play the 86 Indy 500 spin to win. Race down the main stretch. Can Sullivan pull Andretti into the first turn, Ron Carroll? Now, Colton, is he noticeably too low? So it was different at Indy back then. You could run below the apron, and some guys were able to run a full car length. Some guys could only run a half car length, depending on how good you were um, and your car was that day. But Today, nowadays, no way, right? nowadays, you'd be in the wall before you even got all the way like, down. You'd there. already be skating right now, wouldn't you? Once you got your left front on... Where that yellow line is is where the track will flatten out. So we'll look at Love the entry right here. Into the first turn. Once right there. He would already be in the wall at this point. You're already right pushing like he a dump be, truck. He would be not? backwards right now nowadays. For, for real. Turn Ron Carroll. Can you even? Can you even? Can you even what? flirt with the line nowadays, uh, Colton? Can you even put your left front on there or you no? You can, but um, well, now we have a curb. So once you kind of get down to the curb, that's as much as you you can take anymore that's impossible watch this it's, it's crazy it's Danny Sullivan gets him Danny Sullivan gets him no he's squirreling no he's spinning can, <laughs> now statistically I don't know if that guy could do that a hundred times and not hit the wall again am I not right Colton it, there was maybe a little bit of luck involved in that one a lot Sullivan spins and he didn't even lose but one I mean like he, didn't he even... goes around twice right. and gathers it in. now what were the horsepower differences back then Colton compared to now I'm not sure in the mid-80s. I would imagine they had somewhere between six to 800 horsepower. Um, you know, in the 90s, they were they were pushing 950, almost 1,000 horsepower. I think when Tony, Tony Stewart's a really good friend of mine, and he has in his house at Columbus, Indiana, downstairs, he has the Menards car right. that he went. I think, I think it, wasn't it 239 down the back? I think I think they had him at two. I think an overall lap might have been like two thirty-two or two. I don't know, but yeah, it was it was like super super. They're fast cars, man. They are for sure. Now fast. they are they faster now than they were. So, my dad told me when he was racing, and I think it was ninety-eight. Um, was was kind of. It was really fast, 97, 96. Yeah, that's, those were real fast. Those were like the two thirty-three days. He touched. 251 on the back straight uh, at Fontana in California. It's a it's a track kind of like Indianapolis, a right. big super speedway. He touched 251 at the end of the back straight. And at that point, man, I mean, you really literally are just hanging on. I mean, right? I mean, you're just literally pointing the thing because things are happening so fast. Right. Yeah, you have the tunnel vision. It's hard to focus on on anything outside of your your vision. Any of your peripheral vision is is pretty much gone. And I've been uh, told the yeah. scariest thing. And this was by Dan Weldon, RIP. He was a friend of the show, used to come in, and we talked to Indy all the time. And uh, I know you fa your family has ties, and your dad has ties to Dan. Mm -hmm. um, I think your dad was a co-owner on that 2016 uh, Indy 500 champion. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I think he was. Mm -hmm. um, with Dan's last 500. But he said the most intimidating thing about IndyCar racing is the first time that you go into turn one into Indy full speed because it feels like the grandstands are literally on top of you. Is that is that your experience? It's it's narrower when you're in the car for sure. Right. Well, I mean, on TV, it looks like you have space. And then when you actually go there in person, you know, holy crap, it's narrow. And then once you get in the car for the first time. <laughs> It's, and you're going 230 down the back, you right. know, something like that, you know, coming out of four. And you have to hold it flat. 
And then you zig. You guys always zigzag. Does the wall have that much airfoil that you guys always? Because you guys always zigzag no. to the front. What is that? Why so, they do that? So the cars, if you were to actually like run, you can't really see it on TV. But if you were to run behind a car, I guess I'll show the camera. The car is actually set up to only turn left, right? The NASCAR right. cars, and and when we race on oval, so going down the straights, it's what we call crab walking. So the car right. will actually go sideways, pretty much. Crabbing so, a little bit. Yeah. So if you were to let go of the wheel, it would naturally pull left. Because that's the direction. All right, the chambers, you, you, all the toes, right, everything's all, set all up your, to go all left. All your stagger, everything yes. just turned to left. Yeah, so so when you let go of the wheel, that's just the natural direction that it pulls. So if you're holding onto the wheel, you're scrubbing speed. Oh, so you're, you're actually just holding to, the car. So you're just trying to let the car kind of go where it wants yeah, to go. Yeah, go where it wants to go. And if you fight it, then you're scrubbing speed. Lot, yeah, you try to line of least resistance. So what? when you're coming out of two and when you're coming out of four, yeah. it naturally wants to kind of drift to the wall. So you just controllably kind of let it drift. So we just let, almost let the steering wheel go, kind of. Just kind of still hold on to it a little bit. But, um, yeah, you kind of let it go where where it wants to go, and and so you don't scrub any extra speed. Um, you just got back from Sweden, and I didn't even know about this. And right. you were a last minute replacement for for Travis, who got hurt right. on his bike, T- Travis Pastrada. And this, I never even really knew this event it, it, it existed, but it's a huge, huge deal over in Sweden. Am I not right, Colton? Over in Europe, this the race of champions is huge, and it's on snow. And they threw you in there, and I remember Jimmy Johnson saying, well, what else could go wrong? We got two California guys that had never been on ice or snow before, but we should be okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And, and this is really a big deal. I think this is Jimmy Johnson's quarterfinal, I think, and you guys made it to the finals, did you not, as a team? We made it. Team USA made it to the finals after never driven driving on ice and against teams like Sweden, Finland, Norway that live on ice. That they really, yeah, that live on ice. So it was a big surprise to us, big shock to us. We were happy about that. Here is, I think this is Jimmy's race. I think right. This is Johnson. Dan, have you seen this? I haven't seen this year's, but I've seen it before. You've seen it before. Finland versus Team USA. And I I think Colton's after this one. Way they go on on this particular video. Start from Jimmy Johnson. A little dab on the handbrake and another. Back end trying to get away from him. Now, when you stuff it in the drift, Colton, that's bad, right? Yeah, that's, that's, that's the wrong about, way to go. Hey, talk about scrubbing speed, right? Right. I mean, that's the ultimate speed scrubber right there. The check that's flag Mika falls. Hakkinen. Jimmy Johnson Two-time wins it. F1 world champion. Yeah. There it is. yeah. Now, this is also probably a pretty cool event, Colton, just to rub shoulders with these. I mean, you're with everybody here, right? Yeah, no one's... Legends. I mean, we want to beat each other, but it's not like a normal race weekend. We're not... We're not in meetings for hours after we drive. There's, no, there's not a lot of sponsors, you know, luncheons you got to go to. There's none, there's none of that. That's, I think right. that's what's great about this is there's none of that stuff. Um, you know, it's just the fans are there, and then and all the, boys, the drivers are there. And the boys, and you guys are just yeah. hanging out. Yeah, exactly. Let's go. Man, how good is Jimmy Johnson? He's a good dude, dude. Awesome dude. Yeah, really cool. Is it's, he going to be competitive? Is he going to race Indy this year? He's He's doing the full season. So he'll be at St. Pete, too. He'll be at St. Pete. He'll be doing the Indy 500 this year. He'll be doing all so of it. So he's full season. Right. Wow. Yeah. Good for him. Here you are, buddy. <clears throat> now, is that a navigator you got with you? No, that's a fan. So I think oh, for, for an additional <laughs> price point. For additional 1,500 yen yeah. or something, you can get in there. Yeah, you can drive with But some, is he waiting you down drive. a little bit? See, that's, that's the thing. What is, if you get a big fat guy like me to pay the money? You and can, I mean, you're really you can get screwed. You can get screwed, right? Because weight's a huge factor in our sport. Oh, exactly. Right? So if you and and they don't even the the weight out. So it's like if you 
They, they can't. They're not putting any. They're not putting any. They're not putting any tunks in the left rear to give you better balance. And are the, they? the balance is, of the car is different every time you go out because right. you got. 200 pounds, 300 pounds, and you got 100 pounds, 150 pounds. Did you tell like, your owner, hey, listen, buddy, you're really putting the screws to me here. Yeah, I'm carrying it's 140 constantly pounds changing. <laughs> Screw that. I, and I saw Jimmy drove by himself. Right. So he, he didn't have this guy over here messing <laughs> him up, right? Well, he was in an electric car, so there was a battery. So for that car, oh. you so can't Do you want the gas anywhere. car with a person or the electric battery by yourself? So we, I we, don't know. Yeah, we swapped through all these different cars, so sometimes you, gonna... you got stuck with and that. Now, what's this, what's this pickle? Which one did you like better? He liked the electric one by himself, probably. The electric one was cool because of, like, the instant torque on the ice and stuff. It was really, really fun to drive. Now, what's this big old crap handle right here? This is That's the like... handbrake. Handbrake. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine like, 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 like a rally car. <laughs> <laughs> like a tractor. You've got to say it's advantage. It's better. Advantage Norway. Uh, Colton's on the bottom here in the orange 13. The fourth heat of the final. Pender Solberg versus Colton. Ah, so this is the final. This is where, where we get beat. Yeah. And it's because of that damn passenger you had. I'd be under yeah, protest right now. That. I mean, that passenger caused me to push into the drift, bitch. I'm, I'm protesting. <laughs> so good. There you are. See, he's pushing, making you push already. Getting into the deep snow. That a little bit too much speed here. A little too much speed. No, you had too much right side weight, Brian, yeah. is what you, what you had. Yeah, we'll blame it on that. Solver. I would have gone over and smacked a guy in the head. So, I think this is the best finish America has ever had, though. Is it not? I, well, I believe they've won in 2002 with Jimmy again, and maybe Jeff Gordon and Carl Edwards, I believe. Um, last year you won the St. Pete race. Right. How fast, what's the fastest part of the St. Pete race? Um, you know, maybe at the end of the front straight or at the end of the back straight. So yeah, I guess you could play this. Yeah. I'm all I set think... up for you, B. I got, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to go here. This is a tutorial, I think from Will Purdue. I'm uh, not Will Purdue. Will Purdue. Will Purdue, Will Purdue. Will Purdue University. <laughs> Will, Purdue. Will Purdue was a, was a famous white. Very so, real tall center for the '90s Bulls, and he never scored nothing. Jordan scored them all. Is that is that who Will Purdue was, Lummy? Yes, it was. Yes. So this is Will Powers' tutorial of a a lap at St. Pete, and let's see how if you would do anything different, Colton, or maybe you may not even be able to say what you do different because that's your secret little secret. I mean, this guy's I, I, the man here. He's, yeah, he, he's got I like think, nine poles. I, I think. think Colton had it handled. He uh, won. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I, whatever yeah. Colton did last year yeah. was what he needs to do. I'm gonna see, I, like, I wonder if Colton like has any different, you know, any different techniques than Will here. Hold on here. Put on the bikes, uh, a very good passing zone for the race. You can. Pass. So this is turn one, right, Colton? This Correct. is Right when you get going. Yeah. Slide her out. Uh, really important to get a good exit here. Uh, and try be wide open through the next two. Uh, so hold on, Colton. You're wide open through here. Pretty yeah, much? this is flat. Yeah. Do those blind turns sketch you out a little bit? No, you get used to it. You get used to it here. Um, heading into turn four, very good passing zones, quite wide. Have to and one thing you can you can hear is actually they pulled this lap from him, but he's he's fuel saving. So this is from the race. Oh, really? And if you back it up a little bit, 
you'll hear before he breaks. I don't know if everybody will catch it, but you'll see. Hear. That's why we have you in here, buddy, for you to tell us where the fuel save Willie is. Hold on here. So, uh, not here, but into the, the next you can pass inside or out. break zone. You'll uh, hear him really lift off the throttle before he hits the brakes. So that's uh, how we save fuel on these cars. Through the next two, uh, you'll hear, hear it right here at the end of this straight. Um, heading into turn four, Lift, very good passing zones. Quite All right, so you're just trying to burp at a little fuel, just a little less, driving in just a little less deep to try save to fuel. Go, yeah, try to go a lap longer than and the that, people that, around And that, like, you. millisecond saves fuel. Oh, yeah. Well, we're burning so much fuel, right, with these, these engines. And They're, you're flat-footed a lot of the time, are you not? Yeah. Yeah, so have you, you ever have you ever bit. had a guy beside you and you're smashing the gas and you even try to push it harder than the metal will go just to, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. to see if there's an extra one thirty second of yeah. throttle response? Put two feet on the <laughs> throttle pedal. Yeah. Have you ever done that? Like this son of a bitch drafted me, <laughs> slingshotted me. Because you can get no. In NASCAR, uh, like Tony was a good friend of mine, and he would tell me like a lot of times he they would try to jam air, like a guy was drafting you, and he would go beside you, and then you would try to, if he was on your left, you would try to jam air on his lower lower quarter pa panel to try to slow him down. Like, right. try, you guys can't do that, can no, you? Open uh, wheel. Are the effects of, of their cars and having such big bodies in, in what we call like tin tops, right? Cars that have roofs. Right, tin um, tops. That's... So, so they have the ability to, to really disrupt air when driving, especially on the super speedways. Um, we don't. So, so our disruption of air comes from... So, so the wings are great, and they work fine when you're out in front and nobody can... Clean it when you're clean air. When clean air, But correct. when you got a guy behind you, you're all assy, aren't you? The problem is when the air hits the wings, it dissipates it in all sorts of different directions. So the guy behind them is not getting clean air. They're not getting air straight. To the nose how the car is designed to be so is he ill handling and you the guy in front ill are you both ill no the guy would be better off so it's, it's probably about you know 15 to 20 percent more grip for the car in front in the front so it's a lot that's why it's hard to pass in these open wheel cars. no until you hit to push to pass that's a whole exactly. other question i gotta ask you yeah. hold on the next complex of corners eight nine uh, now of St. Pete, what's the sketchiest, Colton? Like, which is the one you're like, oh, God, I wish they'd redo this corner. I can't take it any longer. Not not redo, but it's turn three is a fast corner. Um, and it's it's really sketchy when you come out on new tires that, that are that would stone be, cold. That was, so this, right is, this, this is one, right? Uh, this really is one. This is two. This is two. And three sketchy just because it kind of leads in blindly into four and you can't lift, right? Right. Is that it's what makes flat. it sketchy? Yeah, it's flat. You can't see where you're going. Uh, complex of and if you imagine, too, this camera is another two or three feet above where our sight line right, is. Right, right. We're set even lower. Your butthole is about maybe uh, an inch from the asphalt. It's very low. Yeah, right. you can you can feel it in your butt when you touch yeah, the ground. Yeah, can you imagine if you pour a little... You get spanked every time yeah. the car hits the <laughs> ground. It does. Does it really? Like if you... <laughs> you can feel it for sure, yeah. Yeah. Um, heading into turn four, a very good passing. Yeah, because they don't have. I mean, they got great head restraint systems and all, but they don't have anything for your ass at the end of the day. Not much. Really. They're not <laughs> right. for your ass, right? Right. <laughs> you guys don't have like the ass. massage sheets and stuff. <laughs> yeah, no. it's massager and stuff. Wide. Has to be we'll have to figure that heated, into the budget for next year. Heated yeah. seats. Colton heard a hang, uh, holds out contract for heated seats. Because <laughs> you can get choked. Now, do you guys have a cooling system like through your suit and stuff like that? Do you have like, so, a, like a cool suit? So we do now, since we have the aero screen. Before we did not. It it gets way too hot. So so with the aero screen now, we're like we're pushing temperature of like 145 in the cockpit in some of these races. Ooh, um, because as you don't well have the as, air anymore. Right. As well as wearing 
three layers, basically, mm-hmm. right. of fireproof. Um, so it does get extremely hot. With a, and head, you're so- with a head sock. Right. You know. Like like the first year, I remember, uh, I don't know if you know the name, Connor Daly. He's a yeah, yeah. car driver. Yep. He lost 12 pounds at a race. I need to that's get how, a few races. That's how hot <laughs> it was before. I'd be like AJ when AJ, towards AJ's ladder year. Man, AJ could barely get in a car in his last couple of years, my man. <laughs> the next complex of corners, eight and nine. Uh, very important. Apex of walls. Got to be uh, very accurate here. If you hit an inside wall, throw just straight back out into the outside wall, and uh, that can definitely hurt a bit. Kind of bumpy heading down here on the back straight. Wide open to turn. 10 into turn 11, a big braking zone. That looks like kind of treacherous right there. 11 looks a little treacherous to me. Yeah, 10, 10 11, that, that area has got a lot of wrecks during the races. Can't use any of the. Thank you, Dan, who has driven it. Uh, well, I've watched the races. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got a guy that sitting right beside you that's ran it. That's won the right? guy that won He's the not wrong. He's <laughs> not wrong. <laughs> By the way, he, he drives a Ferrari. He's a doctor and a lawyer. He's a co host of the show, and he dri- usually drives a Pista. Is it what? What type of pista is it? Forty-eight pista. But today, of all times, not to drive it when we were trying to show off. We got a real indie driver here, and he drives. You know, whatever the hell he drives today. He drives a Sebring too. You were there yesterday, right? I was there yesterday. Yeah, yeah. I drive a forty-eight uh, Challenge Evo. It's a seven hundred horsepower Ferrari, winged up. Yeah. What's your best lap time, Dan? Uh, two thirteen. Jay's in like two tens now. Could Could Colton do two thirteen in the pace car? Oh, dude, he would. He He would do a two hundred five <laughs> in that car. He would? Yeah. Yeah. What would an Indy car do at Sebring? Oh, like 150? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe even faster. Now, rumor has it, Colton, that you're so damn good that you that there's discussions of you going to F1 and you damn, it was touch and go. You almost had an F1 ride for this year. It was really close this year. Yeah. And with the Haas team? Uh, no, with Alfa Romeo. No, he's going oh, really? to go the real winner. Yeah. Poor Haas. They, they just, I mean, they just need to realize this is just not a sport. You know, this is a, this is. I mean, I'm not saying I know a lot about. I mean, I know enough about racing to know that poor Gene Haas, buddy. You're not right. going to be. You're just. I don't think you're ever going to be competitive with, with American technology. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is, you know, you were talking about how great of a driver uh, Lewis Hamilton is, but if he's not in the best car, he's not that great of a driver. That's you saying it. Colton didn't say that. <laughs> I'm sure you agree. Um, <laughs> Colton say he's saying nothing. Don't get me in trouble there, Doctor Boy. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I got corporate sponsors and on teammates and all kinds of things. There. <laughs> nice Johnny Loose Lips. Nice thing about Colton. Everybody is, knows that I did not say that. The nice thing about Colton is, you know, his first couple of years, he had some big poles and was doing really well in a couple of races and had just had some unfortunate instances. And you weren't a crybaby about it. You were just a, just a mature professional about it all. And it was evident, very clearly evident early on that you were going to be a great driver and you were just patient and you get your wins and I'm so happy for you. Listen, he's Thank not you. a crybaby. He's, he's the lead drummer of the Zibs. That guy can't be a, <laughs> oh, yeah. I can't be a, a guy that drives a, a, a Chevy Cono van like this and does their video, buddy. That guy ain't a crybaby. Nope. That guy ain't a crybaby. Not cry my baby. van. So anyway, if, for those scoring at home, uh, Colton Herta, Indy 500 uh, driver, uh, big time slinging D. Six-time winner, comes from the loins of the great Brian Herta, uh, is also a, a lead drummer of a punk. Is, is it a punk rock band? Is that, is that yeah. how you describe yourself? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And they're called the Zibs. And when Colton gets back for a little bit of time back in California, sometimes you guys will just pick up and do some bar gigs and, and tour a little bit, won't you? When, yeah, whenever we can. You know, obviously all the guys are in college and, and I'm doing racing, so it, it doesn't happen often. But when we can get together, we'll play some stuff. And here's a, here's a song 
that they recorded inside of a van. Are you guys ready to play? Yeah, let's ready to play. If Green Day and Coldplay would have gotten together and had children, it would have been the Zips. <laughs> Do you like that, Colton? If Green Day would have found a bunch of female groupies at the Coldplay concert, that's the kids of the Zips. <laughs> there you go. Something like that. Yeah. By the way, that's Colton on the, on the drums. should be your outro. You know how you walk out? They have walking out music. Now, ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for last year's winner, Colton Herta, and you go out on the stage. They should play your own music. You're right. I'm sick of the I man. Know. I'm sick of all this nonsense. <laughs> guy this corporate America sucks. Yeah. Oh, there you go. guy looks like a, the uh, lead actor on Entourage. Yeah, he does. Yeah, sure does. <laughs> Absolutely. I'd I was be telling, the same thing. That's if hilarious. I was, if I was rolling around LA, I'd be telling him that was my brother if I was this guy. <laughs> hey, I'm a lead singer of the Zibs, and my brother it was a guy on Entourage. <laughs> yeah. And I know You Cole know, I've never it. thought, I've been friends with him since I was like in fifth grade. I never thought of that. This show will But now it. it's not going to be out of my head. And now this radio show is going to be like any other radio. It's going to be the funnest radio show you ever did. You're going to go back to Kate Davis and you're going to say, that guy's my man. And give him a hot passes for this weekend. They, <laughs> I'm sure you could work it out. I'm sure they would if you ask. Oh, I know. I'm going to be, I think I am going to be there uh, next yes. week. Good. We're going to be there next week, Blitz? Yep. Do, they, do they have rules? Like, remember back in NASCAR, we had to wear long pants and all that you, kind of deal? I think you need to wear pants if you want to go into the pits. Yeah, well, I want to go into the pits. I got to, you know, come and see. I got to come and see. I don't know, though. You might be able to get. Maybe well, it's just no open-toed shoes. Look, look at how sketchy this is. <laughs> and when a guy drives you dirty like that, Colton, do you give him the business on the next lot like you're a dirt driver? Um... Guy no, gives you, guy you gives you a wheel like that. Guy you feeds can't you really, a wheel like that. You can't really get away with that in, in these cars. They're so <laughs> fragile. I know. Yeah. Guy gives you the front right. Uh, I'm gonna, you son of a bitch. Next lap, <laughs> I'm gonna get you. Looks like look Dan driving on I four. Look, look now, how sketchy is this? This is three deep. Look at this. Oh man! And then the Napa guy just. They say, uh, Colton, that those steering wheels are like fifty thousand. Yeah, like the 50? wheels itself. Yeah. So if you get mad and expensive, you, the, the only, and you and you and you nose it into the one of the walls, you know, some of the NASCAR guys will get out and throw their steering wheel. I don't think you can throw your steering some wheel. Some people still do. <laughs> for real? Yeah. For it's real? Happened for uh, sure. That's a good way to get. Fi- that's a good way to get fired, isn't it? Yeah. So I'm I don't a, know if you're worth <laughs> if you're worth enough to the team. I, you can get away with a Lewis, lot more if, than you think. If Lewis Hamilton chucked his. I think those are two hundred and seventy-five thousand, aren't they, Dan? I, the, the steering wheels. I would imagine they're more than the IndyCar ones. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. super expensive. There's the a best. rule in Formula One that they get out of the car, they got to put that wheel right back on so that the, the uh, corner workers can move the car. Right. They're so calm in Formula One. When you listen to the radio, they're so calm compared to us Americans. You never yeah. notice that. They're like uh, currently P3, approaching P2. 
approximately uh, 1.25 seconds behind Exactly. Yeah. Like, and we're like, man, let me tell you something. That guy, is just, uh, you know, <laughs> you, you got to step it up there, Colton. Uh, no, get the, him. Come on, Colton. Hit the push and pass something. We're getting, I don't know if we got the black tires or the red tires, but God dang, Colton, you're all over the place. Do you like racing <laughs> sports cars? Like you, I love you, it, yeah. Like, you know, like Daytona 500. I'm sorry. I mean, like uh, 24 the, hours I think he won the Rolex. Yeah. Yeah. Daytona and things mm-hmm. like that. So do you, you pref- do you prefer the Indy over that? Yes. You yep. do? Just mm-hmm. because it's just faster and harder? Yeah, you don't have to share a car. Oh, yeah, yeah, car. You know, I don't like the car. <laughs> He's selfish. I don't he like watching like the car the go around without in. me in it. Oh, right. <laughs> Sitting <laughs> on the pit lane. You know, so one of the this questions I was going to... By the way, uh, Colton heard... Uh, uh, in the studio, and he's the defending uh, winner of the St. Pete Grand Prix. The St. Pete Grand Prix next weekend, not this weekend. Yep. But he's got to get in town and do all his PR commitments and do our stupid show and things like that. Hopefully, our show will be. Uh, by the way, I want to go like another thirty minutes with you if you got if you got time. Uh, do, I, do you I, I I'm stuck. You got. We're just getting into the good stuff, and this is the best interview. He I have to come back. Doing. I'll have to come back. You got to admit, this is probably one of the more funner interviews. Yeah, I feel like I'm in a strip club, to be honest. Well, I mean, looking around this place. I mean, well, we used to we used to have a strip pole in the studio, but yeah, we took we, it down. Now, hold on, you can see the remnants of the strip pole. Can you see it right there? <laughs> it used to go all the way down. But we, had, you know, we're right. corporate America now, so we had to cut right. down the strip yeah, pole. But we used course. to, ha- and then over here used to be a shower. Let me show you. This used to be a shower. We used it for storage. It's, now it's Marshall oh, Band cool equipment. We used to have that entire stage was a was a band had all you right. know, drums and. Uh, dime bag, Daryl amp. We have stacks and everything, uh-huh. and then we sold out to corporate America, and we're going to make it a podcast stage instead. We oh. used to be cool rock guys, and with a stripper <laughs> pole and a shower, and now we're Johnny Corporate with other Johnny Corporates telling us that we have to wrap up the best interview this guy's ever going to do. <laughs> no other interview place has a, a, a 800 horsepower uh, open wheel modified in the back. What exactly. That, that was the first for me. What does that push to pass button actually do to the car? So it. It gives you more boost, so it'll give you, um, I think, 50 more horsepower overall. I was just gonna, I was just gonna boast just a little bit and show you my son. Uh, this is him driving a 410 oh, yeah. uh, wing sprint car. This Big is my car. son. Uh, he's just right in there. I think okay. He, this is my son. He's uh, 19 years yeah. old, and this is his 410 uh, sprint car. Man, these things are terrible. And this is at my track, by the way. I own this track. Okay. Bubba Raceway Park. Yeah. Especially when you get all sideways, like right here. Hold on. I think there's a good, there's a good, there you go. Working it. Oh, last turn number four. Oh, there's Tony. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's Green Tony. Flag set to fly on the first. Oh, Tyler, you were on the outside pole here, weren't you, buddy? Yes. Racing oh, action. So this, is the, this is the heat race, Colton, right okay, here. Right. Up from a couple years Away ago. Away we go. Well. Puts a lot of laps on this racetrack. Oh, yeah, there you go. Look at Smith looking across down the inside of Thorson. Thorson's going to watch him pass on through, and there's this darn thing he can do about it. Man, I've wanted to do this for so long, but I just, I'm not allowed to. I'm not allowed to. What do you mean you're not allowed to? I I can't get hurt. They they won't let me do anything. Michael Andretti, that son of a bitch. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Michael got to have all the fun now, didn't he? I think they, they crossed the line at sprint cars. Yeah, which oh. isn't a bad idea. Yeah, I don't All right, I got you. Got sprint. You, you got. We got. We got other cars. We got open wheel modifieds too. I mean, there's definitely an opportunity there. I'd here, love to here, try here, it. Here's an in car from a couple weeks ago. Hold on. Now 
this is straight opposite of you. This is as barbaric and as, you know, not right. indie as you can get. Two frame. Take all a little tear off, Willie. Yeah. All right. Well, listen, Colton, I know they're, they're bugging me to get to wrap this up. Next time you guys do Colton with me, we have to have an hour, okay? Okay, yeah. thank you. That's my demand. Colton, I... Uh, We're to come see at the track this next weekend, too. Yeah, and don't yeah, act like, you don't, say hi. Don't act like yeah. you don't know us, okay? I know, I know where the... Yeah, he's going to turn his head. I know, I know you got, like, Hertz and, you know, all these big-time corporate people, but don't act like you don't know the rough around he, you. He's going to get on his moped and drive away like yeah. do. Don't, don't act like you don't, you know, listen, all tracks need a little bit of white trash there, okay? So, you know, don't treat us like you don't know us, buddy, all right? Well, Col- it sounds good. Thanks so much Col- for having me, guys. Colton Herta, let's have you back sometime and be able to really, really get into some stuff, buddy. For sure. For and good sure. luck with the zibs. I mean, we're going to play it. Is that okay? I mean, we'll play the there zibs from now on. There you go. Maybe you get a little iTunes royalty yeah. or something like that. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Colton Herta, ladies and gentlemen, you can always, everything. Colton, tell us all of your social. Is it all Colton Herta? It's just going to be Colton Herta straight, yeah. Colton Herta straight. There you go. Colton, thank you so very much. Back in a minute. Hold on. Step by. Radio Network will return after this. Hey, this is Jim Florentine, and you're listening to Best of the Bubba the Love Sponge Show. Live from the Sunbelt Rental Studios, it's the Bubba the Love Sponge Show. So I was supposed to have Don Mikowski on right at 9, but we kind of were in the Larry Bueller, Glory Hole Greg might hurt himself kind of deal. Yeah. And So I'm late as hell, so I'm going to have to... Absolutely apologize proficiently. Because I want him on all the time. Yeah, but give him a baby face to him. What's that? You're going to kind of like mark out to him? I'm going to have to. Not complete your call. Please try again. What? Oh, I wrote it out. Uh, Don Mikowski. The Don Mikowski. Magic man. Like, you would never think I would be worthy enough to have a guy this caliber on my stupid show. Hey, Don, it's Bubba. Hey, Bubba. Hey, first of all, I got to apologize. I'm late because we had a list for real. Like, I'm not being a smartass. Like, we had a listener who's been with us for a long time that, like, said he was might hurt himself. So we had to call, like, a mental health guy. And, oh, okay. Yeah, so we, and we called that guy. Of course, we did all of it on air. It was very uncomfortable because that's what we do. Uh, oh, wow, okay. Yeah, man, that's okay. Hey, so anyway, I don't know that I've ever had you on the air before, Don, but I'm a, I am know that you think I'm a smartass, but I have a huge magic. I, I know more about your career and know more about you than probably anybody. I'm a huge Don Mikowski fan. Okay, man, that's awesome. I don't think you're a smartass, man. I don't have that. I don't have that well, I, uh, opinion. So. I had this one guy who, like, had an opportunity. He was he was on my show. He was on my show and decided to take some time off. And then I replaced him with, like, a, another dude. And, you know, me being a Packer historian, I just said, well, you know, you just Don Mikowski'd yourself off the air. And it's, like, been kind of yeah. fun. Everybody was kind of funny and stuff like that. But I would never be disrespectful to the Don Mikowski, the magic man. No, man. Hey, dude, I'm I'm all about having fun. It's okay, man. Dude, I'm, I'm easy, Bubba. I know you I are. I thought it was, uh, yeah, now, I mean, you know, it's all used by. It's okay. 
I'm cool, man. It doesn't. It doesn't. Uh, it doesn't bother me. <laughs> and so you don't remember? I mean, a lot of guys. My uh, my first interaction with you, Don, is I lived in Warsaw. I was in radio, and this journeyman, and I right. got I gotten fired from, and I was I was home the winter of I think ninety one. I was home the winter of ninety or ninety one, and my, I'm, I'm from Warsaw, Indiana. And my buddy, yeah. owned, my buddy Steve Steve Kessler owns Explorer Vans, and they knew I was a Packer That's fan. Right. They knew I was a Packer fan because I always had my Packer stuff on. So yeah. uh, Steve comes to me and says, "Hey, you want to drive this van up to Don Mikowski? I go, <laughs> I go, Don Mikowski the Packer, and they're, they're like, "Yeah, we'll give you five hundred dollars if you take it right to his door. He's one of our endorsements." Now I'm like, "Well, yeah, of course." So I drive up yeah, there. That was cool. And you had like this brown. I think every house in Wisconsin's brown, but you like had this brown kind of split level yeah. ranch kind of deal. It was snowing. Do you remember that? Yeah, man. I was in the woods. Uh, yeah, I lived by myself, so you know, not that big of a house. Four bedroom, three bath. It was perfect. Um, there might have been a, might have been a hot man. Might have been a hot blonde <laughs> there, though. Might have been a hot blonde there, though. I'm just saying. I don't know. Could have been. You never know. <laughs> hey, but Don, when you're the start, when you're the when you're single and you're the starting quarterback for the Packers, living in Green Bay, I mean that's yep. got that's got to be that's got to be you know pretty pretty nice. It was nice, man. I mean it was it was it was tons of fun, man. But I, you know, my my wife now of twenty seven years, man, was my girlfriend back then as well. We dated. I mean, I met her. She's from Milwaukee, and uh, we dated for my whole six years that I was in Green Bay. So I had a girlfriend, man. So. Not many people knew it. I didn't really make it public, or you know. But anybody, anybody who was friends with me knew, you know. So, but and you can't meet a you can't yeah. beat a Milwaukee girl. You just can't. I know, man. I got a beautiful brunette, man. First brunette I ever dated, man. So she'll go out and <laughs> she'll good. go out and snowblow the the driveway and then drink a six pack with you. Yeah, <laughs> it's hilarious, man. We live in Georgia now, and it's like you know we cancellations now with the inch of snow. And she's like, "Can you believe this? What a joke!" No, that old girl can I drive mean, on ice. She can drive on. She can. Yeah. She can drive on anything. Yeah, well, plus, I'm, being, I'm from Buffalo, so uh, yeah, we both lived up north, so we we get it. What do you think? Yeah. I know. I know. Every- that was cool. Is that, does that Steve Kessler still own our work for? Uh, no, he owns. He, he owns it. Did he retire? It's, no, it's still his. Did he retire. His sons. His two sons um, run it now. He kind of, you know, he's just rich. Has a plane. Drive, flies down here to Florida all the time. But they still, they're one of the very few companies that continue that survived as a conversion uh, van. Yeah. Deal. Did you, Did he tell you that he 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 flew his. Uh, corporate jet up to Green Bay to pick me up, and he brought me to his company, and all he wanted me to do is say hello to all the people in the factory. I mean, he, he flew his Learjet to Green Bay, picked me up one day, and uh, yeah, that's how I first met him, and then we we designed the whole van together, and then he sent me back. I'm trying. On my day off, it was during the season, too. It was on a Tuesday. That's right. You, when, at, when, what time would you guys usually get done with practice on Monday? Like 6, 7? Uh, no, 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 earlier than that. Earlier than that, yeah, probably like around uh, two two o'clock. And then you're done till yeah. till Wednesday at what? What time did you have to be there by? Uh, I mean, I used to get there probably like by six thirty in the morning, man, to start my workout. And we had to do watch. I watched start watching film. But Tuesdays was our day off, man. But I was always in on our Tuesday too, watching film. You know, quarterbacks usually get a head start. Did you but, when you when you got you know, when you got there in '87? Did you? See Randy White and Randy Wright and go, man! I can beat this guy. This guy ain't nothing. Absolutely. He didn't. I don't think he. I think after you replaced him in Green Bay, I don't know that Randy went any went anywhere else. Did he? 
He went to Pittsburgh for a, a minute um, in preseason. I don't know if he made the team or not, but he, he went to Pittsburgh for a real short stint. Who was who? But, who would have uh, yeah. who would have won in a fist fight? Ron Hallstrom or uh, Ken Rutgers? Uh, man, both of my buddies. Man, I can't say man. Yeah, cause, yeah, yeah. Boys, man. Bull, bull crap! Your weak side tackle. Ronnie, de- Ronnie definitely. Ronnie definitely outweighed him, man. So. <laughs> wasn't Ronnie? Ronnie uh, was not he a Notre Dame guy? I think he might have been a Notre Dame guy. No, Iowa, 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 Iowa Hawkeye. Yeah, How Ronnie's about- my my dear friend. He's one of the guys I'm still closest to, man. Uh, to this day. Out of yeah. all all the, in your rookie season in '87, who was the toughest? Like, we have Ty J. Armstrong on our show every once in a while, former Buccaneer tight end, and Ty J. was from Detroit. He was just a mean-ass brother, and he was, you know, he wasn't, a, he didn't really light it up on, on fire statistically, but in the locker room, like, he was the tough, everybody was afraid of him. Who was that guy, yeah. in, the, who was that guy in the 87 team? Oh, my gosh. Probably oh, Tim, Tim Harris? Oh, 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 oh. I, I wouldn't know. It'd be that, it'd be that, uh, uh, Charlie, what was it? Charlie Martin, the guy who slammed McMahon. Oh yeah, <laughs> Charles Martin, right? Charlie Martin was yeah, all juiced up, man. He was a yeah, he was a scary cat. And that was when Forrest Gregg was the coach. Now did For- did Forrest yeah. even get mad about that? And in, t- in, in today's league, they would kick you out of the league if you did that in today's league. Yeah, no, that was uh, I think that was um, you know part of the. Uh, Part of the uh, rivalry back then, man, it was uh, recommend. I mean, not not to hit like that, but what what Charlie did was ridiculous, man. But oh, by the way, you're the, the late Charlie the, Martin. But, you know, he 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 passed. No, you know? I did not know that. I didn't. I didn't know. Yeah, Charlie. he passed years ago, man. He, I mean, yeah, years ago. But he was uh, he was a scary cat, man. What? Yep. What? What about um, the most famous? Chicago Bear fan, by the way, Don Mikowski, the one team as he went after he left the Packers, he went to Indianapolis and then Detroit. The one team that would, I mean, he could have been the best ever, and he would never, ever have ever been considered for Chicago for what he did to him on that infamous play. That is one of the most. In fact, Chicago's so mad about it, Lummy. Are you familiar with the Don Mikowski over the line of scrimmage thing? Yeah. Chicago was so mad about it that in their schedule, like their roster of every, you know, like years they have an asterisk beside that game because they're so <laughs> mad at Don Mikowski because Don Mikowski completely kicked their ass on a God, how, was that was that was probably Don one of the very first big instant replay callings was it not it was man that was the first year they had instant replay implemented you know in the league um and for sure that was uh it was actually you know it that was actually uh the second time that it, it worked for us that season, the second game in Lambeau Field against New Orleans, man, we had a we had a really important uh, last last minute drive. We were down by a touchdown, and we we were we needed a touchdown and an extra point to win. And we were faced with the fourth and eighteen, and I completed a sideline pass to Query, and they called them out of bounds, and they reviewed it real quick, and they reversed it. But the Bears one was definitely probably, uh, I mean. That was the biggest reversal ever, you know, for for our for our team at that time. You know, we had we hadn't beaten the Bears in eight games in four years. You know, they Oof. pretty much dominated Green Bay. So to beat them in Green Bay and Lambeau Field on that on that kind of a last play, where you know they they, they reviewed it and uh, yeah, and, and and the fans just went crazy. That was uh, that was emotional. That was the first time that in my athletic career after they changed that call that. 
I actually was like like crying, kind of like you know on a sideline. Like I never had really tears before, you know. And it was pretty cool. Everybody's that pumped up. Who ever thought that Domikowski had some hops? Because just you hopping and being in the air, you technically did cross the line of scrimmage, but you were in the air. And your when your foot hit the ball had already been released. That was why you, right. how you and it was just like you know Don Bukowski got like thirteen inches of air there, buddy. Thank God. Well, man, I was I was an ex high jumper. I did high jump six eleven. So, uh, but no, you know that was that play was it was just like a like in a basketball court. People see a guy saving a ball from out of bounds. Well, if he jumps from in bounds and goes flying out of bounds, but throws it back in before he lands. That's a, that's a that's a good play, right? So right, right. It was a sim, it was a similar play, you know what I mean? So, it it uh, yeah, it's not where your hand is out of bounds or wherever it's where your it's where your feet. And you couldn't do that if you tried if you tried bounds. if you tried that play twenty times, Don, and practice the next week, you probably wouldn't be able to do it one or two. I mean, it was just such a an, an odd just yeah. how everything was just perfectly synced up. And there's you like know, four bears around them too. Cool, though. People don't realize though. We we I used to practice that throw. Every week in practice, I mean, they call it, you know, throwing back against the grain. I mean, it, it was a drill that we did as quarterbacks. We would run down a line of scrimmage, and we would throw back, you know, to the middle, throw back to the middle. So, you know, we practiced that quite a bit. So, But to do it in a game was uh, was really cool. And, you know, yeah, the odds don't come up much. But, you know, people are like, man, was, how'd you come up with that throw? But, you know, that was practice. I mean, it, was, it wasn't really that big of a deal. <laughs> what what about the matchup for the for the Super Bowl? I know. Well, first of all, before we get into that, let's promote your uh, your cameo because that's how I kind of got reunited with you and and right. our boy Wayne Babin kind of you did this really extensive cameo and it was you had to go back and forth and you really did a good job understanding the dynamic and so then I'm like, well, listen, yeah. Wayne, see if Don will go on the show because I'm a huge Packer fan. And I'd love yeah. to promote what Don's doing, and maybe we could have Don on every couple of weeks just to shoot the crap about football and, and various things like that. And you uh, you you agreed to come on, so thank you for that, buddy. Uh, you're welcome. Yeah, the cameo thing has been pretty cool. I mean, it's you know for people who don't really know what it is, it's you know the company called me and they they, they ask you know so-called celebrities uh, if they would be interested in you know uh, sending out positive messages to fans and for me you know it's mostly all Packer fans so it gives me a great chance to reconnect with fans of all ages you know and a lot of fans who followed me from back in the day and um, you know either you can they just want a an uplifting message either you know I sent messages to guys who had strokes or guys who were in the hospital or people who are having an anniversary birthdays weddings whatever you know Valentine's Day is coming up this month I could send some funny Valentine's you know tease some girls or something you know <laughs> you know, and, and just have fun with it. But it's all real positive messages. Uh, I don't mind, you know, uh, cutting it up a little bit. But I won't. I won't. Uh, I won't dog anybody on it. You know, well, I, I would. If I, I, don't if, I was, that if I was you, I'd take my marketing to the next level and say, "Man, got a Bears fan that you hate? Let me <laughs> dumb. Well, let, yeah, yeah. let me. Let me dumb a But we, we kept it clean. You know, we, I have done one of those. You know, but it was clean, man. But it was all fun. Like, but hey, yeah, Ronnie, you can do uh, that to the next level, but. It's a lot of fun. I've been having a lot of fun doing it, you know. And uh, my wife is my videographer. She, my wife is really talented in tons of things, man. But she, she helps uh, video really uh, nice. And we've actually done some that we've turned into, like, mini commercials for, you know, different corporate products that call me. And, 
uh, it, it's really cool. It's been fun. Now, Don, do you have any other media social presence other than, I mean, do you have an Instagram or anything like that, or is it pretty much just all going through Cameo right now? Uh, I've got an Instagram and Twitter, but I, I've got to be honest, I'm I'm not, I haven't been real big on it, um, you know, in the past, and I'm just starting now to get on it a little bit. Instagram, not so much. Twitter, a little bit, you know. But um, I, I probably need to, you know, a lot more. But I just, you know, I just, I just, I'm, a, I'm, I'm scared to death on Twitter. Because, oh yeah, you know, Twitter, Twitter is is evil. all bad, Don. It is all bad. You regret, if you say something you regret, matter something, you know. Shoot, I could see how guys make mistakes, and uh, you know, who knows when you send it, you know. Especially if you're out or something, you come home after a couple of drinks or something, Paul Roseanne, and you, you, you yeah. get in trouble easy, you know. Ask, a, you ask really Antonio mean. Brown when your emotions go a little crazy on on the Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> you know the yeah, thing about it, Don. Exactly, my, so. my opinion on that, and I can, I'd love to have your opinion. You know, obviously Don Mikowski, former Packer, Lion, uh, Colt, Colt on the air, Pro Bowl in what '89? Were you the Pro Bowl in '89? Correct. Yeah, Pro Bowl season. Pro, Pro Bowl in '89. We'll get into that here momentarily. But like with the Antonio Brown deal, I know you're familiar with it. I think there came there, there was a part where if he hadn't freaked out and even leaving the sidelines and doing that, I think if he just would have just burned a timeout and not said anything, and then come back <laughs> with saying, "Hey, you know, hey, it's Antonio Brown. I have struggles, and I want to apologize to my teammates, and I I made a huge mistake, and you know, I hope the organization can you know can can find it in their heart. I I have a problem. I need some help." I think they could have. I think he. I think the they could have maybe saved some face, but for him to go completely and try to flip the script and blame the organization and then call out Brady, I just think at that point yeah. you've buried yourself. At that point, you can't. Yeah, that, that was strike three. I mean, you know, he left Pittsburgh. He had he had some he had some bad experiences at Pittsburgh, and then when he went to the Raiders, I mean, got got huge money with the Raiders. I mean, what what he did at Oak. I mean. Uh, Los Angeles Raiders at the time, and it was crazy, crazy how he thought he just was better than, you know, the organization, what was going on there, and could just do whatever he wanted to do in his own time after they paid him all that money, you know, it, and then to do what he did in Tampa, that, that was strike three. I mean, I, they gave him they gave him quite, quite a bit of chances, man, and, uh, you know, obviously he does need some help, and uh, it's, it's sad because the guy's a heck of a player, man. It's so sad because he's a heck of a player, but no, no one player is bigger in the league, and uh, the NFL just—I mean, they—you know—they they have. If you're that good, they will give you as many chances as they can. But I think he's probably had his last chance. Could you, hey, Don, could you still throw in 65 yards if you really had to? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> is it all? Is it all five-yard? Is it all? Butt, is it all button hooks for you, buddy? Well, <laughs> my shoulders trashed. My whole body's trashed. I've had 24 major surgeries since I played, man. My my low, my left ankle's fused with thirteen screws. My lower back is fused. My neck is fused. I've had shoulder surgeries. Uh, I'm due for a hip replacement. So, man, I, I'm pretty beat up, man. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm making it, man. I, I mean, I don't look like uh, I'm beat up that much because I keep my weight down, I eat right, and everything. But, man, it's it's been a struggle. Let's face it, you got sacked 180 times, Don, and you know, not <laughs> that that was not, you know. Back when you used to get sacked back then, you got your ass kicked. I mean, yeah. it wasn't the – I mean, you know, it wasn't yeah. nearly what it is. I mean, they couldn't – you could get – they could spear you. They could come in there head helmet first. In fact, it was encouraged. Go spear the seven yeah. right now. That's not even counting all the hits, man, that weren't sacks. I mean, while you're throwing it, I mean, there's hundreds of more, you know. I mean, but, uh, yeah, back in the day, the, the quarterback rules were so much different. Guys – 
you know, like when I played, you know, before um, and just up until, you know, recent years, I mean, the defenders used to put their head right in their sternum and bury you all the way into that hard turf, you know. And, and they'd follow through, the too. They, they wouldn't even t- hold oh, up, man. They would put all 314 yeah. middle linebacker pounds on your Ab- ass. Absolutely. They, after you threw the ball, they got two, maybe three steps after you threw it. They still could hit you. It was it was bad. I mean, man, I'll tell you what. This is the time to play quarterback. These these cats are so lucky. Um First of all, they're making unbelievable money, but the rules and the rule changes, its it's got to be a lot of fun for these guys, man. You never get hit in practice. I mean, you know, you barely get hit in the game. They get hit, but, I mean, they can't get hit. I can't even and, tell you the uh, last time a quarterback got really tweaked. I mean, I can't from a Joe hit. Burrow's last year yeah. with his knee. That's about it. Yeah. 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 I've seen a couple dudes get rocked pretty good, man, but, uh, but not uh, – I mean, not like it was. So, uh, which I mean, for them, man, that's a great thing, boy. Don Mc- uh, must be like I said, must be a lot of fun. Don Mikowski, the Magic Man, formerly Packer, um, Lion, and Indianapolis Colt on the phone. I'm a huge fan. Um, I, I, Don agreed to come on the show after we did, uh, one of our fans bought a cameo. By the way, if you go to cameo, search Don Mikowski, uh, and he comes right on up, and he's you know for you Packer fans or you Packer fans who knows Bears or what, just whatever. Don's Available, he did a great. He does a great job. He really, really researches it. He really, really gets into it, and he does a great job. Don, you know that I wasn't. I wouldn't be the standard. I don't know what everybody in the world's talking about, and you certainly have some insight to it. What do you think? And don't get mad at me, but what do you think, Aaron? Right. What do you think Rogers does? Oh, I'm not getting mad at you. Oh, well, first of all, man, I'm 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 the biggest Aaron Rodgers fan. I mean, he knows it. I, I I'm good friends with him. And uh, that guy, I mean, is first of all just as a player, uh, is is un, probably the best thrower of the football ever. I mean, I don't know if it's him or Dan Marino, um, but it's it's. The, I think Aaron's even got Marino as far as just the, the, the velocity, the accuracy, he just, um, and he just flicks it like it looks like it's effortless. It's, like he just it's, flicks. It's like it. he's throwing darts. It's like he's throwing darts in a bar. It's yeah. ridiculous. He just flicks I mean, it's it's that ridiculous. little. It's that real it really quick shoulder over that real quick shoulder flick, and it can just go. It's, cr- it's insane. I mean, you know, people talk about Mahomes. I mean, Mahomes is really good, but he cannot throw at the level that Aaron can throw with the accuracy and the velocity and all that. Um, anyways, he just. I mean, I would love to see him come back to Green Bay. Really, I don't think he could go to a to an organization that would be that would give him the better ch- the best. A better chance to win the Green Bay. I mean, if they get Devontae back and they sign their free agents and Aaron would come back, I think he would have. And they need to get him another receiver or two. I mean, they talk about Aaron doesn't come through in the playoffs. Well, hell, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, uh, who'd, they, who'd they lose to? I'm, I'm sorry. They lost to the Ninth. They lost to the San Francisco. Yeah. All San Francisco had to do in, in the last playoff game is as soon as they started double teaming Devontae, that was it. Because the other guys can get covered man to man, you know, and uh, Scantley was out, and you need another guy opposite of Devontae Adams, yeah, and maybe even one more in a slot. That's what Brady had, you know. He had three great receivers when he won last year. You got to have, you got to have more than one. I mean, it's, I mean, it just that's 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 the fact. And then, and then they need another tight end to go along with their other guy who got hurt, man. Yeah, the um, run, the run, you know, the so run. I'll tell you who your running, guy. Running, I'll, yeah, yeah. So I'll tell you, I mean, who, I'll you know, tell you who your guy was. Give him a little bit of help. I'll t- they get them a little bit of help, man. They're right there. They and are. They can get help. They can get them help easily, you know, at, uh, free agency or in the draft. So I would love to see him stay, man. But, uh, you know, 
I can't imagine Green Bay without him. Um, if, if he leaves, it's, they're going to be in a world of hurt. It's going to be unfortunate. And it's and, not. Uh, but, and it's not like you know, he's, they... a, he's a different. He's a different dude, man. The guy's the guy. The guy's, uh, he's so cerebral. He's on such a different level than than mostly any other player ever. I mean, he's that smart. You know, Peyton Manning was close, but this guy, man, he, he's 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 incredibly smart, and he knows. You know what he needs, and he knows how to handle himself. Uh, and I just hope, you know, he doesn't follow the offensive coordinator who went to uh, Denver oh. because I I just don't think he'll have, he'll have as good a chance to win as he would in Green Bay. Well, you know, I think that him and yeah. the the GM maybe finally are playing ball, and I think that he fi- I think he right. showed the GM. You know, listen, man, I've been in the locker room 16, 17 years before you're letting Jordy Nelson go and some of these other guys talk to me. Right. I mean, I don't want to I don't want to book the team, but I certainly got a good pulse of the locker room and. And, and and just like the, the respect that Peyton and 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 that you know Tom got and Tom got Tom kind of you know I think Peyton kind of got, first got that and when he went over to right. for, to Denver from Indy but then you know Tom certainly was afforded it and I think that that's what an organization kind of has to do now to get that elite of a of a ball of a quarterback because they're such huge commodities that you know you you may have to give the guy a little bit of say so and that's what you got to do absolutely I mean. You know, as soon as Brady got to Tampa, he was like, "I want Gronk." Boom, he was there in a you know a week. Yeah. You know, I need a receiver. He even got Antonio Brown. Boom. You know, he wanted Antonio. You know, and he had Godwin and he had Evans. I mean, man, that's what you need. You need Fournette. He went and got Fournette. Remember, remember Fournette was available. It's like I want Fournette. Oh yeah, 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 exactly. You know, and that's and that's uh, you know they gave Tom that respect. Rodgers definitely earned it. I mean, he's been there. I mean, he's going to be there 17, 18 years. And, and, and when he's, like I said, being that genius, being that smart, knowing personnel probably better than anybody there, you know, uh, he, he, he's definitely earned it, and they should work with him. I think they will, but it's, it's going to be up to him. And I don't know, you know, he lives on the West Coast at a big mansion in San Diego, and I don't know if he wants to be closer to home. Who knows? I think but he. Go, I, I think he stays back. I'm like, hoping he comes back. Favre said on Sirius yeah. XM, "Well, if he wants the best place to win, it's great. It's where he is now. That's, 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 that's what, what I'm saying. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly right. right. That's exactly right. But but with a little more help. How how was how was Favre? Was he super cool? Was Favre cool? Yes, he was. Man, I mean, you know, I was only there one year with him. Right. And uh, you know, I was the starting. I was in my sixth year. Um, but I, you know. And I understood that whole situation. I had been hurt, you know, two or three prior seasons, didn't finish the seasons, and, you know, I was kind of getting labeled as injury-prone, which is BS. Injuries just are freak. But, um, you know, they brought Favre in. They traded the number one pick. And when he got there, you know, Brett was really young, um, unprofessional. He was kind of, you know, naive. He wasn't in great shape. And, you know, he, he he was a wild dude, you know, but... Great, great down to earth guy, man. Funny as all get out, and uh, you know we we got along right away. And you know when I got hurt, you know wasn't his fault, <laughs> you know. And as you would say, Bubba Don Mikowski myself, man. You know what I mean? Five <laughs> <laughs> so, took five took over, man. And uh, you know, Holmgren came to me and said, "Look, man, I know I know you could cause a stink now because we're going to stay with Brett." I was I was out for eight weeks, so it was almost the remainder of the season. So. I knew that that was my last year there. I mean, and uh, so I was cool with Brett. I helped him prepare. I helped him as much as I could. We got along great. Um, you know, he used to come on my house all the time after games for parties and stuff, you know. So, 
And we're still good friends to this day. And um, Probably just calling you like, hey, this is Brett. We got a real big uh, five kegger over here at the house tonight. We're going to kill up some deers. Come on over here if you're big, buddy. <laughs> yep. Yep. So I, I mean, in Green Bay, yeah, I, I had the parties after every game at my house. So, uh, yeah. And now, I mean, you know, and, and you know, and then, uh, you know, what, what he what he did after I left. And, you know, actually, nobody knows this, man, but Green Bay, they wanted me to come back. They wanted me to come back and back them up, you know. And I was like, ah, man, I can't do that. Once you've been a starter, right. you know, I think I was a little young. My ego was a little big. But, you know, I, I always say in hindsight, I kind of kicked myself in the ass because I could have wore a hat side uh, backwards on the sidelines and collected a check for 15 years and not broken a sweat. You could have made, you know? you could have made a million eight, million nine, two million just carrying a clipboard, doing not nothing. doing nothing. Right. But I mean, you know, nobody knew, and, and Brett, Brett will even admit this. Nobody knew that he would have the career that he did. You know, at, you know, after his first year. But man, it's to his credit, man. He he did an amazing job. Um, he did a great job of of turning his attitude around, become a lot more professional. The coaches did a great job, and man, he came, you know he became one of the best ever, man. So I guess if you're going to lose your job to someone, you know, I mean, if you're going to if you're going to if you're going to dominate, it was dude like that. If you're going to Don yeah, Mikowski exactly. yourself, it's good to get Don Mikowski by Brett yeah. Favre. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right. So, Don, so. Who, do you, who do you like this weekend? I know it's another question everybody's going to be driving you insane about. Bengals, Rams, yeah. obviously Burroughs and Stafford. Great story. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 I'm kind of pulling for the Bengals, even though I'm an NFC guy. I really am. Yeah, I mean, I could see why you're pulling for the Bengals. And, uh, but I, I'm pulling for the Rams. Um, Stafford, I live here now in Atlanta, Georgia, and – Stafford hangs out in the area here. His wife is from Atlanta, so he went to the University of Georgia. My daughter is a dog. My daughter went to Georgia, and um, so we're rooting for Stafford. I think, you know, as an older guy, when you see a guy that's been in the league as long as he has and has been through so many tough years in Detroit, um, I want to see him kind of have uh, some success, and uh, so I'm, I'm really pulling for him. Hey, I got to I, I, I think, And I think they will win, um, just – they're too well balanced. I think their defense. Oh my God! With Aaron Donald and Von Miller, I mean their pass rush is is crazy. It's gonna it, it could cause some problems. So obviously, but Joe Burrow, man, he keeps on surprising everybody. And uh, you know, I, I think they have a great chance. You know, I'm not. I don't say it's gonna be an easy game. Cincinnati's playing unbelievable. And Burrow, man, he, he's a young dude. that has got some. He's got some swagger, which is which is very cool. He's like you out of Virginia. Had a little swagger. <laughs> a little bit, man. Yeah, they weren't used to me out of Virginia a little bit. They had to adjust. Lummy, Same thing in Green Bay. Guess, Lummy, <laughs> guess who two of the greatest running backs of all time Mikowski played with? He played with Barry Sanders and he played with Marshall Falk. Did you know that? Oh, no, I did not. Oh, yeah. I did not know the Marshall Falk one. Oh, I guess with the Colts. Yeah, with the Colts. Yeah. And then, yeah, well, I played with Marshall his rookie year, right? Well, and, the stud wide receiver was uh, Sterling Sharp, right, for the Packers? Yeah, let's time? just be honest, man. All the We talk about Antonio Brown and Evans and all that. Let's just be honest, man. If Sterling Sharp had stayed healthy, he could have been the greatest of all time. I'm just telling you that right without, now. Yeah, without question. I mean, Sterling is a Hall of Famer. I mean, Sterling was unbelievable. And and he and and, and when I played, really, you know, and I'm great friends with all the other guys. But I mean, you know, you talk about Aaron Rodgers having one guy in Devontae. I mean, Sterling. I mean, he was he was the main guy and the main focus in our game plan every week, and he came through every week. All the other guys that we had as complimentary receivers were probably free agents, including the tight ends and all, Query and Perry Kemp and, I mean, you know, and Aubrey West. Matthews. All these guys were undrafted. 
guys. And, uh, you know, so it was, it was, uh, Sterling was definitely, you know, my go-to guy and, he was a great talent, man. I, Unbelievable. I, yeah. I, I have Deion Sanders on. He's a good friend of mine. I have him on from time to time. And he, he used to say, let me tell you about Sterling Sharp. <laughs> that guy was a man among boys. He was a real man. That's a grown-ass man right there. Was Ster- was he real thick and stuff, Sterling? Yeah, yeah. You know, he was thick. He was strong. Quick. You know, if, if, you, if you pressed him, you know, bump and run, man to man, forget about it. He, he could get off the line probably better than anybody I've ever seen. Um, so he was a tough guy. He was a t- tough guy to uh, to cover for sure. Did he ever tell you, yep. "Hey, Magic Man, damn it, I got hey. this guy. Just give me the ball. Give me the ball." All receivers do. <laughs> hey, all right. So I'd, I'd say, to my, the great one. My, to the great one. So my, uh, okay, I'm gonna have you throw some, but one guy under the bus. By the way, last question for Don Mikowski and Don. I hope we can have you on from time to time uh, to talk a little football okay. and and to talk about your cameo and stuff, but. On both ends of the spectrum, you're the best wide receiver you ever played with and the and then the one pain in the ass wide receiver that was always bugging you about getting on the ball, but he was marginal. <laughs> well, there are two great receivers. The two the two best receivers I played with were definitely Sterling Sharp and I played with Herman Moore in uh, Detroit. Right. And Herman's Herman's a Virginia guy too, so he 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 was a, a fellow Cavalier or Wahoo. Um, Herm was just different, man. He was Herm was six four. He was fast. He was big. You know, he was a high jumper in college. He high jumped seven four. So all you had to do was get it up there, and Herm was ridiculous, you know. But he could take it the distance as well if he caught a little slant route. And then Sterling, you know, he was just all around great. Sterling was the best catcher of the football with his hands. Right. You never saw him catch the ball in his body, and Herm was the same way. So those two were the two best. Um, the biggest pain, you know, that was marginal. Um, <laughs> that's, a good, that's, a good, that's a good question. Well, yeah, um, I don't ask easy ones, buddy. Come on. Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, you know, I never really worked with a a, a panty ass guy, really. I mean, um, I, I, honestly, I mean, I mean, probably the panty ass guys were the two best guys. You know. All oh, right, right. <laughs> they, you know, they always want to get the ball. They're always like, you know, but. Herm would probably be the her, her was probably the biggest biggest panty ass guy. Herm Moore, because he, he he would bitch man. If he didn't if he didn't get his catches early, he would start to bitch and start to mope a little bit, man. But Sterling did not, so I, I would go with Herm. <laughs> don't forget you guys. He's my boy. Yeah, don't forget you guys can always get a cameo at Don Mikowski, Packer fans or just NFL enthusiasts or whatever. Uh, search Don Mikowski on cameo and Don. I look forward to having you on in a few weeks. If that, maybe maybe right before the Super Bowl, can we have you on? Sure, Bubba. Not a problem, man. All right, buddy. That sounds awesome. good. We had fun. Hey, man, thank you so much. And tell that Wisconsin wife of yours, right. thanks for being so kick-ass as well, bud. I definitely will, thank man. You. All right. Bye, Don. See you later. I know I'm way late. A little bit. Like, way late. <laughs> the Bubba Radio Network will return after this. Hi, this is Clayton from Paper Tongues, and you're listening to the best of the Bubba the Love Sponge Show. Uh, Lummy, let's talk about the uh, a lot, a lot of I've I've heard it a lot from from Bubba Army that we don't do um, anything like we've been just kissing Orlando's ass pretty much when it comes to personal appearances with the Stogies and and the things like that, and we don't ever really do anything for our fine Tampa audience, the the uh, flagship, if you will, the the mecca of where all this started. 
you know, I, I got my claim to fame in radio probably from Tampa. I mean, maybe a little bit of Chicago, Orlando, but, you know, I'm mostly noted as being the king of Tampa. That being said, we don't really do a lot of Tampa stuff. I know we got something planned uh, September 25th for the Packers Bucks game. We're gonna have a uh, use. We're gonna use Dan's parking spot and do a little tailgating with the cream machine. Woo. So that's something that we got planned that we'll talk about. But Lummy has well has gotten close to the marketing director for the Tampa Tarpons uh, minor league baseball team, which is the uh, Tampa. Which I'm sorry, the New York Yankees affiliate. And they play right over here on – they probably have the, one of the nicest um, minor league baseball facilities in the entire league. Yes, they do. Yeah, with all their practice facilities and everything right there. Yeah, it's I think actually the Yankees really nice. has, have the premier facility. Yeah, they do. Although the Phillies place uh, in Dunedin's nice. It is. That, that's pretty nice. It is. It's, it's, it's a How's good How's the one. new Blue Jays? Oh, uh, Blue Jays is good. The problem with the Blue Jays is that their their minor league facility, like where they practice and everything, is kind of a, a drive. But uh, what about the field in Dunedin? Didn't they redo it? Yeah, they redid it. But I still feel it's Legends. Still, field is, yeah, Legends is better. It still feels old, right? Yeah, Legends. Legends is the, actually one of the biggest uh, spring training facilities uh, in Florida, and that's where the Tarpon is. It the Tarpon, the yeah, Tampa, Tarpons Tampa Tarpons, yeah. Play, yeah, and Lummy, you be we that there. The woman uh, is sent us over some Tampa t- uh, Tarpons gear, and we've been wearing it occasionally. Now you've been to a few games. Yep, you had your birthday party there. Sure did. And it's really, it's really good baseball. You know, it, these are this is a AAA affiliate, so these are guys that are either are on the big team and are rehabbing, <clears throat> or are on their way up, and they just this is the final step before making the bigs, right? It's, it's well, it's single A. Oh, it's single A, um, but it, but it's a lot of their high draft picks, and then like you said, the major leaguers do come here. So there's a lot of times that when they're rehabbing, like you said, they're they're uh, they're playing here, right? So you can get an Aaron Judge sometimes if he's hurt, uh, different things like that. A lot of pitchers come down here to train with it, but it's, I gotta it's think a lot that, of good uh, baseball. There. I gotta think. I don't know where the other Yankees facilities are. They're double and triple, but I gotta think geographically that Tampa, you know, being sent to the Tampa Tarpons geographically might be cooler than where they're. Tri- where's their AAA affiliate? Trenton. Oh yeah, New Jersey. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that place sucks. Hey, buddy, you you got to go and rehab. Do you want to go to Trenton or you want to go to Tampa? Tampa. Man, you'd have to be completely. You know, yeah. I've been to Trenton. It sucks. So, Lummy, we are going to do on Saturday, August twentieth. Yep. Uh, a Bubba Army night, and I, I I I think I get to throw out the first pitch. Yes, you do. That's cool. And uh, we're gonna we're asking people uh, to buy tickets. Uh, and whatever there's now there's three different packages I guess within my bubble army world correct and um, so what are the first of all where do they go TampaTarpons.com yeah you just go to their website and uh, click on August uh, 20th uh, promo code is Bubba 22 I mean we need like a link uh, yeah I'm gonna have one uh, uh, all, all prepared they're sending me over the link so they can go directly to our sections and everything right. make it easy right you're gonna practice no throwing the throwing the ball to practice he's done it plenty of times oh really Bubba Booey I'm just gonna throw it. I'm not okay. gonna try to like you know do a Louis Tiant you know like whole yeah, big yeah, uh, but you don't want Fernando do like, Valenzuela. I'm you, just gonna just throw it over. There. I'm gonna lob it in. You don't want to do like a Fauci slash Obama type throw though. Yeah. I won't make it. It's embarrassing. I, I could throw about. I, uh, we could go out and get a baseball right now and mark off ninety. Is it ninety feet or sixty feet? Let me. It's sixty-six. It's sixty-six. Sixty-six feet, and I could throw the ball. And I'm just. I'm just gonna. 
I don't know. Now you got me all freaked out of the ball. Jesus, Doctor Dan, you're not I'm supposed sorry. to do that. I just, I, uh, now I, he's going to think about. It. He's going to baba boo you to you know out. Yeah, yep. with, my, with my bad shoulder. So, Lummy, there's three different levels. The dugout. Is there? I'd like to get a couple hundred people out here. Oh yeah. In Bubba Army gear, we're going to have the cream machine out there, or you know, pre-game, and then we're going to have our own little sections, right? Now, now, is it just one section? Is it? What is it? What it's is three it? sections. I, I can. I can Are the sections all together? Yeah, it's uh, it'd be one hundred nine, one uh, one ten, one eleven. Uh, they have a. It's thirty six fifty five for the dugout club, which is the private air conditioned club. You get the all you can eat and drink uh, Hold on. beer. So it's for thirty six bucks. Yes, that's it. Yes, and you get to go and you and you get a luxury box and all the food and drink. Correct for thirty six. Yeah, all you can you, all you can drink. You can't beer even go food. to dinner for that. And they're gonna have a special uh, Bubba chicken sandwich. Uh, cheese and or, uh, yeah, oh. cheese and ketchup only. All right, let me let me see really? here. Yeah, they're making it specially for you. It's a Bubba chicken sandwich for that day, the way you like it. Thank you, Lummy. That you just handed cheese me here. Thirty six dollars and fifty five cents. The dugout club, lower reserve tickets. They're they're norm they're normally forty three bucks. They're giving us a discount. Private air conditioning club, all you can eat and drink from six until eight thirty. Beer, wine, soda, and water. Mixed drinks available for purchase. Um, seventeen dollars and twenty cents uh, meal deal for lower res- so there's different levels. Yes, like all you can eat actually is like a buffet. It's actually really good food, uh, but obviously the beer and the wine, soda, water, it's it's a good deal with that. But the meal deal lower reserve for seventeen twenty. You get a hot dog, chicken tenders, French fries, and a, a beer or soda for, for 17, seventeen bucks. Yeah. Well, that's cool. And then they got what's the other one? It's a it's just a if you want one ticket, it's five thirty eight. Five dollars and thirty eight cents. Yeah. So, listen, come on out, and we'll, as we get closer, once we get back from vacation, Lummy, we're all next week. We're here Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday of next week, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Dan, are you here Monday, Tuesday? Yes. Okay. You want to you make it well, Wednesdays? If you would you, if you would, would want to come in on Wednesday, you could, but I know that's probably Operation Day. It's where you, how you make your Ferrari payments. I may be able to, and then you get the, then the rest of the week off. <laughs> Uh, so, Lummy, let's let's make sure you get me uh, links and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I'm gonna have everything for you Monday. Include, you know, that, yeah, yeah. Every, every, they're gonna put a link together and uh, have. And Lummy, here's piece. the deal. You know what? I'm. I think we should just buy our tickets. Okay. Like, I mean, we. I mean, you know, we'll just. It looks better. It's a. It's a or you know what? I'll I'll buy I'll buy like you know six tickets for I'll use the business the business to buy like six six tickets. So that'd be like me, the Merch Creek, you and Ashley, Blitz, and yeah, well, that's eight. Oh. Ten. I probably need to buy like ten tickets. Yeah. So, Dan, are you coming? I'm going to try to, yes. I think it's it's two weeks from Saturday. Yeah. Write yeah, it, write it down. Do Dan, you got to be there. I'm looking at my Dan. calendar right now to make Dan, sure. Dan, you got to be there. I'm going to very. I'm well, gonna make... what, what did you have planned normally? Let's just be honest. Did you have something planned? Nothing. Looks like that's wide open. Anna, are you a. Ev- I mean. Yes, of course. Blitz, of course. You, I mean, right? You have no problem attending this? I will try to be there, yes. Oh, did you have something? <clears throat> I did. All right. Well, as long as can you uh, I'm, I'm trying Blitz. hard to get there, though. Blitz just canceled. Send Anna. Okay. I'll go. Oh no! Or did you have plans with? Was your plans uh, Blitz plans, or was your was it Blummo plans? Uh, both. Oh well, you guys don't have to be there if you don't want to be. We're gonna we're gonna try to make it. All right. Let me. I'm locked in. Cause it's my night. Yeah. My I boyfriend. So. My boyfriend's locked in. And they're gonna like uh, tape off uh, our parking lot for the cream machine. I talked to him last night about it. Oh, you did? Yeah, yeah. So you got us, you know, got us jobbed out. Like when we went to the Rays. Remember when they were you there, Lummy? When yes. they jobbed us out on the Rays? Yes. 
They, they dropped the Dan, job. the Rays, when I was on, you know, Bubba 98.7, they're like, hey, uh, you know, we, we have you guys, uh, you and your whole guys come out and uh, take batting practice and uh, maybe shag some flies. So I'm like, okay, cool. So we all bring, thing. we go bring, we bring our, they're like, yeah, bring your gloves and everything. So we bring our gloves. <laughs> and they're like, and so we, they, they bring us out on the field and, and the baseball, the whole team is, and is out there. And it's when I was really good friends with Evan Longoria, but he was rehabbing his, one of his, his planners for fishiitis or whatever it was. <laughs> and he wasn't there. He wasn't at the game that so day. So you didn't have your guy. So I didn't have my guy. Oh, that sucks. And if, you know, if I would have had, if Evan would have been there, Lummy, he would have. Oh, he would have. I mean, he ran the team. Yeah. Right. And it was Coach Cash's, I think, first or second year. And uh, so they're like, literally, they take us on the field, and all the players are batting practice, and they're doing, they're all out there. We're thinking we're going to be out there, right? Yeah, why not? And so they make, they rope off this little area next to the dugout. Now, we're on the field, but they get this little rope stanchion. They go, you guys stand right here. VIP. And we'll we'll send you somebody here. Like, okay. So... You know, I'm telling like I'm telling like uh, Manson and, and 25, and I'm like, listen, man, we're gonna get right there in that cage. I wonder how far I can. I wonder if I can get it out of the infield. I wonder if I can get one. You know, I wonder if I can even hit it. <clears throat> Manson's like, yeah, you know, I'm gonna have. A, I'm gonna see if I can get out there in the in, the, in center field and, and sl- you know shag a couple fly balls yeah, on the run. Like I'm Kevin Kiermaier. Like yeah, cool. So they they get done. They they start taking the. You know, I mean, they had that big uh, net shell kind of oh, deal. Yeah, they, yeah. They, they, Stand they, behind they, it, yeah. Well, you know, but the, for batting practice, they yeah. got that like little cage. They start folding it all up. They start taking the, <laughs> you know, that one screen that protects the pitcher. Yep. They yeah. take that away. Where are you guys going? Where are you guys going? So then the the backup, the bullpen catcher, not even the guy that's listed as the catcher, the bullpen catcher. Who, who can't, who's not technically on the roster. No. He's not even on the roster. No. no. He's like he's, a coach. Yeah. <laughs> He's, he comes in and, and he's Hispanic and he's like, "Hey, so welcome to uh, you know the the game." We're like, "Oh yeah." So, um, are we gonna get to do anything? And he goes, "Well, if you guys just did it. You guys have got a really really up close experience to batting practice." And I'm like, "They said we were gonna bat." And they're like, "Oh well, the marketing department doesn't really know you know what we do down here procedurally as as the team. That's just the marketing department. They're always saying things that we can't do." Nice. And I go, well, wow. did you guys even know about it? And he goes, uh-uh. We, they, they, they would never ask that. <laughs> Jesus. I'm like, what? Yep. And they put us up in that box with some cold-ass hot dogs. And it sucked. That does suck. Uh, hello? Hello? This the Bubba Show? Yep. Um, I ordered uh, 12-ounce. <laughs> Stainless steel tumbler. Hey, hey, buddy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is good. Hold on. Let me let me see if I let me let me transfer that to the uh, merchandise service uh, service department. Oh, no. Okay. Hold on. Here. Hold on. Uh, hello, Bubba Army Sir, uh, Merchandising uh, Satisfaction Service Department. How can I help you? What's your complaint? Yeah, I've listened to you long enough. Show me how you put a twelve ounce can in that goddamn can koozie I just ordered, and it don't hold nothing. Did you open the lid? Yes, I did. Hold on. Do I have my 12-ounce can koozie here? So I was going to do a tutorial for your dumb ass, buddy. <laughs> yeah, a tutorial for you. Yeah. Do you need a 12-ounce can, Bubba? No, I, I need He's got one. He needs a koozie. Oh. I thought I had that 12-ounce can koozie down. Oh, I do. Yeah, there's uh, like two. Hold on, sir. Are you there? Yeah. Hold on, sir. And I have a 12-ounce can right here. 
There you go. Show them bubs. Sir, sir, are you there? No, we hung up. All right. Well, hopefully you're watching us on Twitch. Okay. So you take your 12 ounce koozie can like this, which we sell at BubbaArmyMerch.com. But the one we sell happens to be all black. It's a. Looks more like this. The silver one's just a promo piece. Actually, this could be a one-of-one piece. Uh What you do is you got one just like this, but it's black. And you go like this. You unscrew the top. See this? Bam. And you take this, you put it aside. Then you take your 12-ounce can of whatever Mm. it could be. Miller Lite, Diet Mountain Dew, Dr. Pepper, uh, Natural Light, whatever your degenerate ass may be drinking. And you look look at the watch this. Slide it right down down there. No. Yeah. Hell no. no. Hell hold yeah. On, hold on. You're not done hold yet. On, hold on. Oh. And then you know that cap that you put aside, buddy? No. Uh-uh. If you didn't lose it and all the hoarding garbage that you got in your trailer, if you didn't lose it, you can still find that cap that you literally just a few seconds took off. And watch this, buddy. You put it on there like that, and then you go, and you screw it. On. Oh. No, 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 buddy, 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 buddy. Watch this. If it's properly screwed on, buddy, 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 this thing has a, it grips the can, and so your can can't fly out. Will not fall out. You could be a wrestling this can all around. Yeah. You don't have to worry. Now we about should probably hold on, Bubba. Bubba, we should probably tell them if the can's open, you will spill the liquid yeah, out no, if you the, do that. The, the, yeah, yeah, we might need to tell them that. Shake it now, open sir. It. Once you do open the can, then the contents are subject to gravity at that point. <laughs> gravity? Yes. <laughs> I think that's the way you would say. Yeah, let's let's not sir? go too let's not go too far. Let's, say, let's but, not get too technical. Though. Right. Let's not get saying that could put that yeah, your this, liquid this whole, could potentially because Blitz a guy that could be real masterful and know just where right there on that spilling point. A guy would be like. Yeah, I mean, you yeah. drink it halfway down, right? Then there could be some incidents where the, 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 mm-hmm. the fluid doesn't actually fall out. So I think the encompassing term would be your fluents are subjected to gravity. Yes. Yeah. If, if your can was open and you just went like that, well, then obviously yep. it's going to. But if you were like, you know, potentially it could stay in there. But the can itself stays secure. Look at this, buddy. Now, when you're done drinking whatever said product you had, now watch. watch you just this. throw it all away, right? Watch. You don't throw it all away because you're going to be out 39.50. So, buddy, you <laughs> go like this. Boom, I just unscrew it. Now, watch. Take that top off. Set it to the side of your hoarding apartment. Pull out. Oh, and then God. do whatever you want with this can. Shove it up your ass. Throw it away. I don't Woo-hoo. care. Then if you want another beverage, watch this, buddy. Watch, watch, watch. Whoa. Put that back in and repeat the process. Boom, boom, boom. Oh my God! Listen, yeah. I mean, you really? would think. Look at that, buddy. Jesus, God, it's like magic. Are you kidding me, sir? Idiot. <clears throat> there. Okay. Well, thank you for that. That's customer service for you, buddy. Mm-hmm. Got the whole tutorial and your whole twelve ounce Bubba Army hard can koozie tutorial. Hello. Hey, uh, South Tampa. I am in Minneapolis for work. Uh, it's crazy here you can't it's like uh my hometown it's like goshen indiana everything closes at 11 o'clock because people are afraid people are going to come in and raid the place but it's I funny because that's where the last guy was calling from <laughs> yeah. I, I, I just wanted to say the rays kind of doing an end around iggy where they have one of the most expensive tickets sure in do. major league baseball mm-hmm. the whole idea is they have to hire less people to, to be there for security and all of that. So it's 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 a crime, really. Um, so it also makes it look like there's not enough, there's, they don't have support by the fans either. 
So let me. You're right, saying they actually of have course. one of the most expensive tickets. Yeah, but then they come out with all these deals that are. I mean, they're all right, but then they try to come out with these deals toward the end to make it look like they're really trying to get fans there. Yeah. It's a big. I bet. Wrigley's sure. number one at thirty-seven. The Rays are number two at thirty, and the Yankees' average ticket fifteen dollars in New York City. You can't park for five minutes for fifteen dollars in New York City. I'll park a car, but you can park your rear. At Yankee Stadium for three hours for 15 bucks. Look at that Crazy. slug line. That's a great slug yeah, line right yeah. there, buddy. The Yankees should be using that immediately. Mm-hmm. All right, man, South Tampa, I got to go. Yeah. I'm hey, real busy. I'm way behind. I'm way behind. Let me get up. And then let me. you sent me a story. This is the Marshawn Lynch Yeah, I was going to say from one guy to this. He got he got a DUI in the middle of the day in Vegas. And, and, he, he, and, and he wasn't really doing anything wrong. He was I mean, sleeping in the, in the middle of the street. And oh. With his car that was missing a whole tire assembly. Yeah, it was missing a whole tire, and the back tire was flat. Yeah, And, they, <laughs> and then he said he stole this car. When yeah. they asked him. When the, so he when, might have done something when, wrong. When you're drunk in the middle of the street. <laughs> now, hold on. I don't want anybody to say that there's any racial overtones here because no matter what color or ethnicity you are, if you're drunk in the middle of a street. At three o'clock, or 2 o'clock at, in the afternoon. At 2 in the afternoon. Taking a nap. And they try to get a hold of you, you wake you up, and they can't wake you up. And then when they finally wake you up, you don't know what's going on. And the vehicle that you're in, you claim that you stole. And doesn't have any wheels. It looks like it hit every curb getting to where it got. Yes. And you're in there taking a siesta. Mm-hmm. I, I think that the cops are going to probably pull you out and take you to jail. And your pants are uh, almost to your knees. And, and, if, and if, it's a GT500. Yeah, it's a GT500. It's a very expensive car. In fact, they're only made for really realistically blitz. I think the GT500s are not even really that. And they may be street legal, but they're made for the track. Uh, their tracks, I mean, I think they're more, I don't think they have air conditioning. I <clears throat> I don't know. I know that I, I think, know they, I I think know most, GT, people, most GT, people drive them on the street. The GT350s. The GT350 is the light and the super lightweight, tracky version, and the, that's more likely to have an air conditioning or radio delete, I think, than the 500. Right, the 500 is all about horsepower. All tracky, right? Mm. It's, it's, I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's not necessarily the most comfortable car you can want to be taking a nap in. The GT five hundred. But when you're when you're when you're Marshawn Lynch, what is that? A two hundred thousand, hundred and fifty thousand dollar car? A GT five hundred? Yeah. Late model? Uh, it's probably ninety to one ten. That's it? What do you say, Blitz? That's probably about right. Yeah, okay. I mean, you know, you the one you get will probably be, you know, like one twenty ish. This pimple on my nose has got me thinking sideways. I'm so sorry. Oh, no. Can I try to get it? No, no, you cannot try. Can I, Can I try? No. Come on. He's no, a doctor. No, no. He's a doctor. No. Come on. I'm your doctor. No. No. Can I, I shoot you, it off? You are my doctor. <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd be more likely to let Blitz take his 22 <laughs> scope and get it than have you guys squeezing because I've already squeezed it. Let's do it. I've squeezed it so much to the point where, like, Dan, your medical squeeze isn't going to be any better than my than my squeeze. You don't know that. Well. I got touch. <laughs> oh yeah. Anyway, Lummy, we'll we'll do the Marshawn Lynch. Looks like we got a caller. I don't know. Maybe you can see who that is. Potentially, it okay. might be Gary or something. It no. might be something I'm not in the mood for. We'll do. But we're late, and I'm hungry. I got some leftover pizza. I'm going to warm up. Nice. Yeah. We'll be back in. A- the Bubba Radio Network will return after this. Hi, this is Greg Fitzsimmons, and you're listening to the best of the Bubba the Love Sponge Show, which seems redundant. How do you pick the best? I mean, that's like, what's your favorite commandment? No, they're all solid, except that Sunday one.
The Pop It Up Sponge Show. This show right here is sponsored by BetterHelp. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com. BetterHelp dot com. They're the largest, the world's largest online therapy service. They can help you. They can help you navigate through some of those challenges that you can't quite figure out. If you got a bad relationship, maybe you're entering, entering into a new job, maybe you got a career change, maybe your parents are upset, maybe you got a kid on the way, I don't know. There's a lot of different curveballs life's throwing you. And it's the world's largest online therapy service. BetterHelp has matched over 3 million people with, with professionally licensed and vetted therapists available 100% online, plus it's very affordable. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to match with your therapist. And if things aren't clicking, you can easily switch to a new therapist anytime. It simply couldn't be any easier. No waiting rooms, no traffic, no endless searching for the right therapist. Learn more and save up to 10% uh, off your first month at BetterHelp.com forward slash BTLS. That's B-E-T-T-E-R, BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com forward slash BTLS. Good luck to you. I asked you to give me the seven stages. Yeah, number one stage. The, of, of seven stages relationship. of yeah. relationship by Bubba. Yes, there you go. Uh, stage one was kissing. Yeah. Stage two was heavy petting. Stage three. Slow it down. Sorry. God, it's supposed, to be, oh, it's supposed to be hot. Supposed to be, it's supposed to be way more yeah. sensual. Yeah, though. yeah, yeah. 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 you got to be real sensual. Hold on, maybe, hold on. Maybe we need like a, like a, you know, like a little. Like 80, so. That same music that was playing on the on the. Yeah. Uh, maybe I should just start asking Alexa to start playing this music for me. Oh yeah. Hey Alexa, smooth jazz. Can you play me some royalty-free smooth jazz? Yacht rock. I couldn't find any smooth jazz songs, but I found some other music by Royalty Free Music. Sweet. Would you like to hear that instead? Yes. Uh, sure. Yes. God. Sure. By the way, when you hear a song you like, just say. I like this song, How and about, I'll remember it. By the way, play my song, bitch. But no, this is like you. This is what we're playing tonight, buddy. Woo! You got a playlist for tonight? Oligarch Suarez. Oh, I sent you some smooth jazz. What am I gonna? Yeah, but it's like what? What should I pipe through uh, the entire sound? It has a, it has a whole. Hold on. That's an EM. It does have a complete sound system blitz that, like... Oh, awesome. Ooh. Yeah. Hey, can you pass it, please? I can't hear you. I feel like you. I'm at the it's David really Letterman really like 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 show. Yeah. <laughs> right. At least we can probably go with this for the one through seven, I guess. Lummy. Hey, those waves are real nice out there. What? Too bad we can't hear I them. I said the waves are really nice out there. My spouse is yelling at me again. Up <laughs> in his underwear on the balcony. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me here. You go. These are the seven stages of a relationship by Bubba. Seven stages of relationship by Bubba. Yes, go ahead. Say, say it like you're real. Say it real. Like, don't sound like you're like you're mentally are. Well, say it like you're trying to be like you know smooth. Be like smooth guy. Don't be slow guy. Be smooth guy. Yeah. Stage one. Don't be slow guy. Be smooth guy. It's a fine line. Um, here we go. Kissing. Check. 
Stage two, heavy petting. Check. Stage three, oral. Pending. Or handies. <laughs> what, pending? Pending. Stage four. One, yeah, but I'm just, so now, once you haven't completed a stage, then she can't. Like, Anna, you, I guess you could have a comment on four, but you're not even to three yet. Right. Three's pending. What's four, Lummy? Stage four, sex. Pending. Lummy, no, it's not. All the sexes? Inter- intercourse. Well, I, 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 vaginal. Coitus. Vaginal coitus. Oh. Ain't up, ain't up, or that's no, stage five? No, I mean, that's a subsect within four. But okay. And can we you, jump sections? What so you're saying, uh, let's so, skip right to divorce. Yeah, dear Anna, um, <laughs> let's go to right to four uh-huh. and then back down to one and then over to a seven. All right, that would be getting ass, being friends, and then dumping her. Blitz usually goes one, four, one, seven. Blitz, mm-hmm. that's, that's your combination, ain't it? Sure. All right, let me now stage four. Corrected, not the way you said. Sex. No, let me scratch it out and write down vaginal coitus. So, let me, what is stage four corrected, buddy? Stage four is. Quit sounding like you just got in trouble. Sounds sensual, not slow. Come on, take it from the top. Stage four is vaginal coitus. There you go. Ugh. Stage five. Hold on, did you, did, was, your, was your reaction yuck? Well, this vaginal yeah. coitus sounds gross. Well, I'm just... Vaginal I'm coitus. Sorry. Sex. Sorry that... Sounds you know, better. I understand, but... Sorry. Yeah, vaginal coitus is what you're doing. Yeah, vaginal coitus. Yeah, I can't wait to vaginally coitus you. Easy. Easy. Easy, spouse. Easy. easy. Backing down on that. A lot of things going wrong in there. Jesus Christ. Spouse boy. Spouse boy. Spouse boy. That's what I'm going to start calling spouse boy. Okay, good. Say, Lummy, what's what's Blitz's new name? Spouse boy. You got you to gotta really, you got to kind of accentuate the boy. Boy. Spouse boy. Spouse boy. Mm, not boy. You're not, you're not, it's not, he's not flavor flavor oh. about it, okay? We're trying to be like, you know, like. Hype man, you know what I'm saying? Spice boy. boy. Spice boy. Spice boy. No, no that's Spice boy. Spouse boy. He doesn't have a tape of me and anybody else. Spouse boy. All right, anyway. Okay, sir. So, stage. stage four corrected is what, buddy? Vaginal coitus. What's stage, stage five? five? Living together. Stage six is marriage. Stage seven, heat, divorce. So what's with Blitz right now? We got a one-two. That's all we got. Blitz and Blummel. Blummel has a one-two pending three. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's what we're working with right now, are we? Yes. One-two pending three. Mm Mm-hmm. And Anna, I mean, you have, uh, I think you've said that maybe three could, put, for some reason, whatever you guys got going on. Blitz is STD scan 10,000 bits. Sponsored by Brandon Ford, the number one Ford dealership in the world. Ask for Black Tommy and Sales, Town Bub Army. <laughs> Anna, haven't you denoted that potentially uh, this could be a, I mean, this is even before Bubba's Bougie Super Sun Belt Sunset Soiree. Yeah, Sun Belt. Even before all that, mm-hmm. you'd already denoted that you guys had had plans to hang out, 
and that this might be the weekend that three comes, you know, that, yeah. that, that three that three happens. Yeah, we have, we have plans tomorrow. Right. So this is certainly going to get you, you know, primed for, oh, yeah. for stuff. Oh, yeah. I mean, you're going to come to my big, you know, bougie sword deal. I'm thinking, well, you guys will probably leave about, you know, kind of you got an early night. I know you guys got an early day. So maybe eight, nine, you know, ish, mm-hmm. something like that. Yep. And then next thing you know, you're a little tuned up. You're feeling good. Yep. <clears throat> you just had a great time, high roller, bougie style. You know, chill, feeling good. Next thing you know, you know that's that's where the riz his might happen. It may. Oh yeah. I mean, right? Yeah. And Blitz, would you like if 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 she said, "Hey, Blitz, you know, riz his," you're not going to say no now, are you? Never. Now are you driving the the stick shift beamer? Yeah, which it's a could, stick shift. Uh, so it might be a little bit difficult. She's already got. Hey, she's already got a bird dogged out, Lummy. Uh, yeah, she, she, sure she knows you got a five speed kid. I know. She knows that she's not. You know, it's, it's don't put in D and go. Well, yeah, there is. There is. Well, putting D and going. (laughs) So, Anna, I mean, now, have you ever done that sort of thing? I've actually, no, I have not. Never. And is it because you've just, you just don't like it or you just have never thought of it? If I'm going to die in a car crash, I just don't want it to be like that. That's still, I mean, that's not what a good. That's, that's what, what I'm thinking about. That's not what a girl. Not wearing my seatbelt. This is dangerous. This is probably reckless driving. I'm distracting the driver. We, we don't want to date a girl. We don't want to date goody. We don't want to date. And they see. We don't want to date goody. And then they're like, goody. "Oh, are you Blitz and Anna from the Bubble Up Squad oh, Show?" You're a little, little full of yourself. Yeah, jeez. <laughs> you just no never one's know. See you, they're just gonna see the back of your head. What? Yeah. Now when they pull Plus, us over? Well, Blitz has got illegal ten on that. Beer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's got illegal ten on it. So I can display. I can actually just. Dis- I can actually display a lot of your concerns. Yeah. Nobody's going to see you. First of all. Okay. Blitz is an excellent driver. I can't even tell you the last time he was in an accident. Well. Okay. Is, is that something I? No, don't... he wasn't in an accident. Right. You know. Took. took no, took I did flight. not hit anything last night. The reason really why. The reason why you didn't get a four thousand dollar motor repair bill is because of him. Yeah. The That's reason why true. you don't have to worry about this guy stalking you and that he already knew about it is because of him. Very now, true. Now he just took you to a big bougie ass deal. Yeah, mm-hmm. that I would you know, not have been invited to otherwise. If you were not with, I had if not you were been not associated with, him. with Blitz, if right. we were not spouses, right? And you know, I mean, God, the, I mean, t- the planets might just align beautifully tonight. Yeah. As he's driving, you, you know, you guys. I'm, I'm assuming. Now, is there plans? Where are you staying the night? Are you staying the night? I'm going to stay at my house. And Blitz, are you guys? Are you going to your place? Yeah. All right. So. Because she's got things to do tomorrow morning, and I have things to do tomorrow morning, then we're going to meet up later. Yeah, so why not? You know, boy, the ultimate, uh, what a great evening. I'll see you tomorrow, babes. Would be a little hoppy A-dopper in the car. Mm-hmm. Oh. Not, even a, not even to completion. Just a, just what? A sh- I'm just, Isn't that kind of rude? Yeah, what's the point? I feel like that's a rude move. It is rude. Oh, see you later. Bye. Yeah, that's rude. You, gotta, no, but like, I mean, let's you can't just, say, just stop. I know, but like, let's just say for, you know, whatever. You just didn't, you just could, couldn't quite make the party happen. It still isn't, the, isn't, isn't the gesture very appreciated? Well, kind of, but yeah. the party's going to happen. I mean, you're talking about. Hey, would you like to smell this delicious food? Can't eat it, though. Yeah, Bye. Can't have that. All right, good. Then we both agree that it'll be complete. Yeah. You finish right. whatever job you started, bubs. There you go. So then, then so that would be the ultimate. Uh, I'll see you tomorrow morning to finish that job. Man, you don't think Blitz half is now and half think, later? You don't think Blitz is driving home with a happy smile on his face, not negative about anything? 
He just got, you know, a nice release right prior to going home. Mm-hmm. That's the mm. best ever. That is the best ever. You're driving home. You're feeling like, man, I'm the man. I just got some of this deal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I still so got I don't it. want him to fall asleep with the wheel. No, but you're like, man, I no, still, you I still got it. I'm still. No, afterwards. Like, I, but as no. a man, as a man, you're like, man, I still got it. I just got some parking lot hoppy A-dopper, man. Hell, yeah. <laughs> Anybody to say that I still got it, buddy. How many other guys are driving home just got some of that business? Not a lot. That's right. I often think about things that I'm doing, and I'd be like, I wonder how many other people are getting to do this right now. Not very many. Yeah. Mm. So I consider myself blessed. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, you think that would be a parameter? Tonight, God, it's going to be the night. I don't know if Tonight's it's the be night. night. Tonight's the night. And you know why tonight's the night? Why? Because you guys can't do anything else this weekend because you're on the red. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> and so it's bad too. That, you know, even if you guys were it's full, real bad this morning. Yeah, it's bugs. really bad. So there's no. That's you know. I was that's, like, oh. <laughs> My insides are coming out. Right. So, How do roofies affect that? I would probably still bleed. Yeah. Yeah. So that's not an option. But no, what is not. an option is really, really nailing stage three tonight. That's an option. And tomorrow too. Yeah. You know, why not just why only make it one why only make it a one time event this weekend? Once you break that seal, you might as well get it every day. Is what that I'm sounds thinking. super fun for me. I can't wait. Yeah. It goes both ways. Yeah. Well, I don't think it's going to go both ways this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for letting me finish. You've been listening to the Bubba the Love Sponge Show, starring me, Bubba the Love Sponge, operations manager and co-host, Blitz K. Co-host and show historian, Lummox. Co-host, Anna Hummel. Co-host, Dr. Dan Diaco, Esquire of Council. Co-host, J. Diaco, Esquire, the Spitting Cobra of Council. Rhett, the Filthy Ginger video editor. The BRN agent thomas buttoned up b and for everything else go to the now time for the legal disclaimer exactly the Bubba the love sponge show is intended solely for the enjoyment of our listening audience any rebroadcast retransmission or other use of this show without express written consent of the bubble radio network is prohibited we must dissuade him of this delusion until next time always remember i'll repair 